ladies. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Hey, everyone. We're playing with our guest who is stuck in the green room at the moment. Yeah, and all he asked was the green room to be stocked with Reese's peanut butter cups. And what happens? Gina got them. But they're not in the green room. They're they're in the purple room. I'm in the purple room. He's in the green room. He's got nothing. <laughs> but uh, but seriously, um, all of you who are watching, please either share this live feed on Facebook or please go to our YouTube channel, The Fox Den, with Gina B and Mama D. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button. And share the show. Be notified when we go live because we are gonna. We're planning a card pulling show real soon. Yep, yep. Real soon, and it will only be on YouTube. Yep. yep. So if you want to be part of that, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be a good girl. Hey, Karen, how you doing, sweetie? Hit the notification button. You know, and you will. Be I'm yeah. sharing the YouTube link to Facebook. See, I'm oh. good. Co-host. It's so yeah. good. It's she is so good. But uh, tonight's show, it, we're going to be talking with, what? Or you can see the book in the corner there, The Crone. Okay, that is book one in the series by author J.M. Smith. And it's, oh my God, it's so great. But it's paranormal. See, I have my copy right here. I'm like Vanna. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The Vanna White, the paranormal. Yeah. Paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> there's my book there's my copy um and, and we're get over there <laughs> somewhere it's on your shelf there it's it's my shelf yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. but anyway Yes, getting back to back to this though, share. That's the main point. Is we yes. really want to share this show. We want to get this information out. We're going to be talking about paranormal because he lived it. Okay, you'll well, find sure. out we'll more about Four, him after the five three, second little interlude two, here. One. Good evening, everybody. I am Gina B, and the place to be is here with me and Mama D every Thursday Hi. evening. Right here in the Fox Den from 8 to 10. Uh, tonight we have author J.M. Smith with us. We are talking about his book, The Crone. What we will do, as we always do, play a brief little video introducing him, and he'll be with us as soon as it's over. Good evening and welcome to the Fox Den. Tonight we have J.M. Smith. He was born and raised in Southern California. He now resides happily in Las Vegas, Nevada with his husband of 14 years and their two small dogs. He is the proud father of two adult children and one granddaughter who resides back home in Southern California. He is the author of the book, The Crone, the first in the series. At a very young age, J.M. Smith was terrorized by unseen entities and otherworldly beings. As a young child, he would be awoken in the middle of the night by phantom footsteps that would begin in the hallway and end at the foot of his bed. As time moved forward, he grew older. J.M. would experience his bed shake violently. He was pinched, pushed, and touched by what he could only explain as cold claws. His experience with the other side did not stop there. As a teenager, he experienced doors opening and closing by themselves. Dishes thrown from the dish rack into the sink and appliances turning on and off by themselves with no explanation whatsoever. 
Other family members through the years would also witness this terrible haunting, but in his family, they were taught never to speak about what was happening. Tonight, we find out how J.M. Smith turned the tables and faced that battle head-on. Welcome to the Fox Den. And here he is. Welcome hey to guys. the show. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you two lovely ladies tonight? Oh, we're just ducky. <laughs> we we are we are we are um kind of on pins and needles here in the states and mama is being a, a mm, bystander. I'm not okay. silent but I'm bystander. Austria or, or, or whatever the heck it is. I don't say <laughs> squad about what you people do down there. But somebody so, yeah, the whole country's on pins and needles and, and things are getting activated all over the place. But hopefully everyone will take a little break, sit back and relax and enjoy this show. Get hopefully. to know author J.M. Smith, who wrote this awesome book. This mm -hmm. awesome book that I have right here. <laughs> it looks good. So it good. looks good back there. <laughs> and hello, Ashley, and hello, Tina, and hi, Karen, and Chrissy. Um, you guys, please share the show. Please um, share and share on YouTube. Okay, so now that we've watched that little video about you, you've had quite the uh, fascinating life. But let's start out with the book. We'll get to your, your childhood and your family and everything, you know, throughout the show. We're going to know all about you. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, but but the book. How many books? Because it says, you know, that was the first in the series. This is the first. How many are in the series? A total of four. So you have the first three books um, tell the stories um, of the main character's fight between the good and evil. And then the fourth book uh, takes you back to the beginning of the crone's life on how she became who she was and why she became who she was. So in the first three books, you're really hating her. She's disgusting and she's horrible. And in the fourth book, you're crying with her. You're cheering her on. You're, you're absolutely loving her. So that was my main goal was to pull her up front and give her a backstory. Oh, well, that's sweet, you know, because that's that's always true, too. You never know someone until you, you know, walk in their shoes, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. we're, we're seeing, you know, because we read book one, you know, and we're seeing everything. Oh, my God, she is evil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's evil. Right? I don't like her. And, um, yeah. <laughs> but this is like this is we were just talking about this right before the show started. This is the type of thing that I would love to watch on like a netflix or you know the little the little series and the little you know because it's like a it's like a short little movie as you're reading it it's like a short little movie playing in your head and mm -hmm. it's exactly my genre i'm glad to hear that i'm glad to hear you say that because when i was writing this book um or the books of uh, putting them together that's what i i wanted to write visually what I was seeing so that other people can see that as well. So hearing that makes me feel really good, Gina. Thank you so much for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mama, do you have a question you'd like to ask him? And now and Mama D has actually had him on her show. I've had it. We've actually we've actually had each other before. Yeah. So 
Yes, yeah, so we're quite I was, familiar. I was on his. I was on his show, and then he was on my show, and it's like <laughs> it's like old home week here. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. I love and it. We just and, and we only met in our in our test chat, and that was two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was the longest, the most fun so, test chat. I would say. Yeah, it was. So it it was. does feel like old home week here too. But how come I wasn't on your show? Um, I, I didn't know who you were yet. Now he knows. Oh, I yeah. was still now so new. But asking you, there you go. I was still so new, and I had again. I had come across Mama D. I was scrolling through my my Facebook and saw her show, and I thought, oh, I'll take a listen, and I laughed. I mean, oh, that was that was getting over to George. Yeah, yeah <laughs> her and George through the whole thing, and it I just been her little fan ever since then, and so we uh, we became friends after. Yeah, for him, Aww, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. So, yeah, that's good. how that's how this whole thing works. That's how exactly. all these shows work. You know, by sharing too. You know, someone else will might see this, and you know, and then we'll make another friend because now you're going to be a lifelong friend, and we we have to you be too. in the know of all the new books and make them all because <laughs> yes. we're like first in line. Like gimme gimme gimme. Right. <laughs> can I have? Can I have? Can I have? Can I can I can I give me give me give me? I need it. I need to know. Well, I need to know what oh, happens. Do you know how long I've been bugging for the book? For the second, second went. Oh, I want that book. The second, and third. Well, I just remember as soon, as, soon as I told you that I had booked this show, she. Oh was, yeah, I went nuts. Yep. Oh, did you really? Oh my God! Oh my God! You're gonna love him. You're gonna love him. But, okay, but a shiny ball aside, yeah, okay. and getting back to the book and all. Mama. Yeah. So, okay. So how did you choose the characters for your books? Uh, well, um, it, it was kind of like separate parts of my life that I wanted to meld together. Um, like I had told you before, um, the crone was a real figure in my life. Um, so I used my three and four year old perception of her, um, which scared me tremendously as a child and, and use that as a as the evil villain in my book um also um working with um the down syndrome uh community i wanted to put them up front so i, I kind of give a lot of shout outs in my book because not only do i hit the um down syndrome community i'm hitting the senior citizen community i'm hitting also the the let me get this right the lbgtq community because um of the the same gender couple that are in there. Um, I wanted to hit all those aspects and give it a positive spin because you don't see that in movies today. You don't yeah. see that in, you know, in, in anything, basically. Um, growing up as a kid. I think, I think Down syndrome is getting more prevalent, you know. Yeah. Um, I think I, I've watched quite a few shows that have had some not enough, you know, not enough, but we, we I think actor. it is. Seven. So just to let everybody know, the main character, hey, Gucci, Parents says, Shiny Balls, what did I miss? <laughs> Too late, you missed it. Uh -huh. That's been right. been we had to put them away. <laughs> there you go. Keep them away. Uh, your main character. She's a Down syndrome child. You're, you're the, the, the beauty of all. She's a Down syndrome child. Yes. 
and and I used her in the front on on purpose. She was such an endearing uh, character for me to write for, and I just fell in love with with Danny Lynn. And um, it, it is hilarious because when I was writing, I made little cards. So I gave everybody last names, middle names, birth dates, likes, dislikes, you know, uh, character flaws, everything, and I pinned it up on my board. Um, and and with her, I I wanted to give her that extra little power, I guess. So mm -hmm. she's she's clairvoyant, and um, so that set her apart and aside from everybody else. Yeah, the uh, the what Lynn? No, the uh, the characters in his book. All right, main character's name is what he All was. Right. Yeah, do we, go run down the list of the main characters. Okay, so you have seventeen-year-old Danny Lynn, um, who is the Down syndrome clairvoyant. You have Logan Daniels, who is a thirty-ish um, uh, black American woman who's a friend of Harry the family. Yeah, and I love that name, Logan. So I had to incorporate it. Um, you have um, uh, Rylan Peters, and you have Devin Peretti, which are the uncles, and they um, adopted Denny and and raised her. Then you have Maggie Peretti, who is the grandmother, who was Devin's natural mother, who moved in to help raised Denny when she was adopted at the age of two. Okay, hang on a second. Is it Denny, D-E-N-I or Y? D-E-N-I. Yeah, it is D-E-N-I-E. Denny, Denny Lynn. Yep. And I-E. And Enid, I-E. D-E-N-I-E. I know, I was like going at the beginning, I was saying, is it Denny or is it Denny? You know, when I was yeah. first reading the book, you know, but they're they're very unique names and they're awesome characters. They're great. Okay, yeah. this name has to yeah. mean something and to Taryn because it is the. So in okay. the past, the the story, the characters from the backstory, you have um, Alexander Beauvoir, um, who is the husband of uh, Eliza Clay Beauvoir. Um, and then they had a daughter who was Enid Beauvoir. And so Enid and Denny are tied together, even though there's a hundred year difference. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool. I love, I love the twists in this book. Like mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like I said, it's a, it's a movie right up my alley, right up my genre. I love it, love it, love it. Okay, here's a quick uh, uh, bit of tidbit of information. Taryn says, I've never had children, but if I had a girl, I wanted to name her Danny after my father. Oh, D-E-N-I. See, that's, so that's cute, why she, that's, yeah. That's why yeah. she almost, that's why she, oh my God, I, very cute. Yeah. I was going to name my daughter Tony, T-O-N-I, but I got so much crap about it, you know, and it's like, <laughs> it's a boy's name, but it's like, it's a girl's name, T-O-N-I. <laughs> but I got so much crap, I ended up naming her Jessica. <laughs> I don't so, think there is such a thing anymore as boys' oh, no. names and girls' names. and. Oh, no. That was all before the Shaquikis and everything else. You, know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? They're getting more aggressive day by day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, anyway. All right. So, now you went through these lists of characters. Now, these characters are, are awesome. And uh, in real life, though, like all these characters that you just said, 
how in real life do they coincide with your actual life? Well, um, like I was telling you before in, the, in our previous chats, you know, I've kind of been like a, a jack of all trades and kind of been all over the place. And um, one of my jobs many years ago, I won't tell you how many years ago, but a lot of years ago, um, I did get a chance. <laughs> oh, I love you. You can have me every day on your show. You'll love you. Um, so I, I did get a chance to work. I was so scared because you you have all these preconceived notions working with um, Down syndrome, uh, Down syndrome people. Uh, the community, and I, I, I remember I applied for the job. I got hired. They, uh, I'm the Down syndrome community is the most loving. I mean, community that you will ever find, and they have made such strides. And so that's why I chose my character that way. Yeah. Oh, that is so nice to hear. Taryn says, I love that he named her Denny. Uh, Denny. And wow, I needed <laughs> to hear that for some reason. You know, maybe you're going to have babe, Karen. You never maybe. know. You maybe. never know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. You're going to jump on that bandwagon with uh, Megan. <laughs> exactly. But, but, all right. So the so now the the crone was was who in real life? So she was a neighbor of my grandparents. So I spent a lot of time. I was one of those kids that were constantly under my grandmother's skirt. I was attached to my grandmother and loved her dearly. Um, and um, we would she would take me out. I would three or four. We'd go sit out on her patio while she crocheted. And there was a neighbor that lived across the street, um, and she was an elderly black woman. Um, she was well over 110, um, or 110, or over 110. And she would come out every day at a certain day, and she would walk to her mailbox. And it's so funny because I guess mailboxes back in those days, had keys. So she'd yeah. reach in her blouse <laughs> and then she'd pull the, she'd pull her, her necklace and she'd had a key at the end. She'd get her mail. And if she saw us, she would come across the street. Now, she was very tall for being an for being that age. She's very lanky, very, very thin, frail woman, even though she was tall. And she dressed in heavy clothing i remember her clothing was very heavy and when she talked she talked like this that's how she sounded when she talked that used to scare me and i remember looking at her i'm hiding under my grandmother's you know arm and shoulder and i'm trying to peek at her she was so old i remember she had um she had whiskers she had hair on her chest. I mean, just it, it's just an age thing. It wasn't, you know, by, by 110, you're not thinking beauty. Oh, I need to put myself together to go get the mail, <laughs> you know. And it was that perception that scared me. So I used that um, in my book. And it, it was more, I think, the, the fourth manuscript, the, the book of just about the crone, about Eliza Clay, I think I, I paid homage in respect to that character. Um, and I, I don't write about blood or guts. 
Um, I write about what your deepest fear is. Everybody has mm -hmm. a deep fear of something. Sometimes we don't discuss it. Sometimes we do. And um, so... Terrence, I'm, Terrence I'm, asking what the book is. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to interrupt the from... conversation for half a second. Stephen Lewis King, if you don't mind, please out, because trust me, this will all be deleted later. Thank you very much. And the name of the book is The Crone. So if everybody in the chat room would just ignore our little troll. Yeah, dolls. I, I saw something. I was scrolling through the next book really quickly, and I saw something saying dolls, 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 and I'm going, ooh, there's going to be dolls in this book. Is there dolls? In the next <laughs> book? So we're gonna, we won't, we'll get to that later. But um, <clears throat> yeah, Taryn, I don't like dolls too much either. You know, creepy ones. But you know, everyone does have their their deepest inner feelings and phobias and mind spiders. Don't like so spiders. Right. So that's what I used in the book, um, paranormal wise, yeah. you know, that you don't need to spill anybody's guts to make something scary or gory or right. anything. Just give you, give you some food for thought. Yep. Yep. And I, and I do, I mean, I, I don't like, um, I mean, like I said, I, horror is my genre, but I don't really like the slasher horror so much. I like, you know, a good, ghost story a good spirit story a good haunted house story uh, you know right. a true like a docudrama or something that is based on real life like you know like the hanover haunting i think that should be a good book you know this is kind of kind of like bringing your true life story to light in these yes. books so what what happened hey, i'm gonna go there now what happened <laughs> to you as as a child like how did this um, all these things start in your home. What was the first experience that you remember? Well, my parents bought the house um, when I was five or six um, that we grew up and that we all grew up and me and my family, um, my other siblings. And, um, you know, my parents, I, I think back then my parents were young, you know, they were, they had to have been in their twenties, you know, so it was a big thing for them, their first purchase. And, and, I would say probably thinking back, everything started probably about a couple of weeks after we all moved in. Um, I was trying to sleep. And again, this is a, a six-year-old. This is, you know, this is happening to, uh, you know, and you look at a six-year-old, you're like, they're a baby still. Yep. Um, I well, was let's, going let's do that. Let's look at you as a... <laughs> as a young child. Right, so, so explain who who we're looking at in these photos. Okay, so in the photo to my right with the four people, I'm top center. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Look at that hair. And um my sister with the polka dots, that's my oldest sister, Joanne. And then the next oldest sister would be Victoria, and then my brother Ron. Um, and then there's my parents, my young parents. Um, oh, that's what, a, that's what, oh, thank you. That's what they would have looked like, you know, when we bought the house. And in the top big picture, that's us as a family now with everybody's kids and grandchildren and great grandchildren. And, and that's so, beautiful. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so there you are as a child. Now you're in this house and these things are starting to happen. So explain what what were you thinking like you've never well, experienced anything like this before so it, right so i remember the the footsteps um 
my bedroom was, well, I shared it, I had to share it with my brother. So my bedroom was the first in the hallway um, from the kitchen and the living room. And so the house would be silent. First of all, I would wake up because my bed would shake. My bed would shake violently. And at first I used to think it was our dog because our dog slept with me every night. And I thought maybe she was getting off the bed and getting back on. And that didn't scare me as much in the beginning. What followed after was the footsteps and they, we had carpet in the house. So to, it would be the thump and a drag, a thump and a drag. And it would start from the living room. It would, and I would literally be holding on to my blankets, afraid to move. And it would come all the way. I mean, just as if somebody was walking into my bedroom, around my bed, and it would stop right next to me. Uh, Sometimes I was able to hear breathing. Um, you know, when someone invades your space, you know, if you do this, you can feel that, you know, the hand, you can feel that close to your face. I would wake up because it would feel like I was being smothered because I would have that feeling. You could hear the breathing. You could hear the snagging of the carpet. Um, and then you would wake up in the morning and go tell your parents and then say what? Well, no, actually, I would find enough nerve to jump out of bed and run into my parents' room in the middle of the night. So we're talking three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, I um, And then my dad would get up with me, um, bless his heart. And he's like, no, he would calm me down. He would check under my bed. You know, things that you do for a child. And he's like, son, he's like, no one's going to get you. They have to get me first. He goes, then he goes, he goes, I'll protect you. And I'm thinking that was pretty sad for me to grow up thinking, oh, good. They're going to kill my dad first. And then I have time to run away. (laughs) (laughs) Sad to say, but that's probably something I would have thought of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, you know, that was, that was pretty awful for, for me to, then I would, you know, I would relax, but the bed shaking continued. Uh, the bed shaking continued until I moved out of the house until I was 18. Mm, wow. 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 That's insane. So this happened to everybody or was this just you? Well, here's like the, here's the thing. So, you know, here every night it would be an episode where I would go screaming to my parents and we 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 went through that. Um, as an adult, the more that things come out now, well, I'm finding out that my other family members they experience they were experiencing their own terrorism in the house wow. as well. And um, my mother um, actually uh, entity laid in bed with her. Um, my dad used to get up at a certain time in the morning to get ready for work. And, you know, before the time change, it's dark. And she said she felt him come back into bed and he was pressing on her back. And then he started pressing really super hard. So when she turned around to look, there was an entity in bed looking at her. Wow. Yeah. I'm good. Wow. <laughs> But but no, but you couldn't tell anybody this stuff, though. Well, it wasn't that we couldn't tell anything. It was like, 
you you know you get up the next morning you have you have a big family okay it's time to get ready for school so when do you talk about it right you know and then being that young my my mind would get sidetracked so you forget about it until it starts happening again i think i i think i successfully blocked him no, if we block him, sorry, if we block him, we can only block him from our page. He's still in the chat. No, all right, well, uh, all right. I try. Okay, I try. I'll, I'll delete. I'll delete all of his stuff later. Right. Sorry. Oh, hey, we are, Hey, but you know what? It's a kind of a good thing because that means we're popular. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> That's I'll, right. I'll do my. I'll do my weekly thing and break over the calls later. No problem. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. But now, now let's continue though with the house stuff because now, uh, reading your bio and then your intro video and everything, you know, it was like the appliances turning on and off and the dishes going from the dish rack actually jumping from the dish rack into the sink. And were they breaking or just jumping in there? They were thrown in there. Nothing broke, but they were thrown in there. Um, me and my mom were in another room in the house and we were talking. I was probably about 16. And I was I was such I was the wild kid in the family. And we were arguing about something, and then all of a sudden um, we heard this big clash in the in the kitchen. So the dishes, here's the thing though, the dishes were stacked on the kitchen counter and could not have fallen into the sink. If they were, if they had fallen, they would have fallen into the sink next to the rack. They were thrown into the sink on the other side. Yeah. If that crazy. makes any sense away oh, yes. from the, yeah. It does. it does. Cause I mean, I've seen, I've gone to haunted locations where pictures, like if there was a picture say above you know, leaning on this bookcase behind me and it fell, it would fall a certain way. Right? right. But there's been things that you would imagine it falling, you know, one way, but it would jump over things and be on the ground. Like it didn't wipe out all the trash keys that were in front of it, you know, right, right. Where if it fell, it would have. So it had to be picked up and dropped, you know? So that stuff does happen, but that's like a lot. Hi, Jen. How you doing? Uh, welcome. Uh, please share. And um, yeah, so it's like I, I have I have actually, you know, witnessed these things. But you guys like you, you really lived through a lot there. So, yeah. And then right after that, we ran into the kitchen. And my mom's like, how did this happen? And I'm like, I tell you, I'm like, mom, see, I told you this house hates me. <laughs> I'm like, and, she, you know, she's looking at me. And right as I said that, the dryer went on in the back porch. Wow. Nobody was in there near it. There was no way it could have been turned on. And I'm like, see, by by that age, I was already done with being haunted i was um beyond it. scared <laughs> and i had taken my bed and totally took off the frame of the bed and put my mattresses on the floor and my bed still would shake oh my god wow yeah. wow see that's extremes now i'm surprised you guys didn't move well you know we you know we had a we had a very nice upbringing um um you know 
you know, families can afford what they can afford at that time. It just wasn't feasible for that to happen. So, you know, we have to live with the ghost. (laughs) You got to live with the ghost, you know, simple. And um, I remember um, at one time, I was probably about 12, 13. I woke up in the middle of the night and I could hear voices in the kitchen. So I got up and I'm like, you know, creeping along the walls and it sounded like two couples and like elderly couples. But this is what they were saying. The woman's going, he knows we're here. Mm. She goes, let me let me go to him. And the man would not let her. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if she comes and gets me what is she gonna do so i i must have listened to their conversation for about 15 minutes and i i remember flying into my mom and dad's room in the middle of the night i slept with them though they never slept alone while i was growing up because i slept with them all the way until i was 18 and i'm (laughs) i'm loving it (laughs) spoiled brat (laughs) <laughs> right. I would crawl in between them or I'd make a bed on the floor. But and, and I would literally my my parents growing up, they at one point they thought I was deaf, going deaf, because I was so physically exhausted, I wasn't paying attention to people talking to me. And um that that's what it was. It was just you know, being kept up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that definitely can cause a lot of um, impairments, learning impairments and speech and everything else, too, because, you know, it it could be deadly, honestly. No, really, really, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You got to sleep, you know. Yeah. There's there's so much. It's so much to live through. Now, what about your, your sisters and your little brother? So my sister, um, Victoria, the one with the dark hair that had the white blouse on, she was that, um, well, God rest her soul because she's not with us anymore, but um, she was also having problems. And she would tell my mom that um, she used to have dreams of a lady with, with no face um, would end up wearing a black dress and long black hair that would come visit her at night. Wow. So I never knew this. When I hit probably about 15, 16 years old, I started having the same dreams. Wow. And my my mom never told me about this woman in a dress. And I told my mom, this woman in a black dress, I keep seeing this woman in a black dress. Um, I never did find out who that woman was or why she was there or if, you know, she was amongst many and I believe amongst many that were there in the house. Right. Now, Chrissy says, did the activity ever follow you or did it remain in the home? Well, um, that's a good question. And thank you for asking. I actually thought it was going to be over when I grew up and moved out of my mom and dad's house. You know, I found my independence at a young age and um, I thought, okay, I'm leaving all that behind. I can finally sleep with the lights off. And yeah. and no, it, it carried on. It carried on. And it still carries on today. Um, I just deal, I've learned to deal with it on a different level. You, When stuff starts happening, I'm more apt to ask, why are you here? You don't belong here. This is not your home. You know, we're going to have to share. <laughs> Basically, you're going to have to share if you don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. And... um 
I always wonder, I know, and this is kind of dumb because I'm like, what if there's a spirit here? And then they're like, Watching me go to the bathroom or take a shower, so it's like you know, it's like I did that. I used to do that. My 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 house in in Massachusetts. I, I had so many spirits in that house, and I drew the line at my bathroom and my bedroom. Right, so I would say absolutely, positively, no one in my bedroom. Absolutely, positively, never go in my bathroom. Right, and uh, I did still go in there. I had a um, like a the cheaper version of the K2, the ghost meter, right? And I put it on my bed and I knew someone was in the room, you know? So I started saying, are you in the room? Goes off. I said, are you supposed to be in the room? Goes off. I said, are you sorry you're in the room? Goes off. Wow. I said, I said all right, are you going to leave the room? It was like, go. Uh... <laughs> so I said, get out. And then it stopped, you know? Right. And and it was just like, it was funny, you know, as it was going. And that, but that's how I would talk to them. I would talk to them just like I'm talking to you. No. You know, now, did you ever have any kind of investigator come with you? Wet, um, in, in my adult in, life in, or my younger life? Anywhere along the line. Did anybody think of to have either an investigator or a spiritual person, you know, a priest or the blessings or anything like that? Have um, that no, I, and, and I would, I actually probably should ask them, but I would like to know, you know, like, you know, you're, you're inquisitive about that. I want to know, I, I probably have to ask my mom and dad, you know, where was your frame of mind at that time when this was happening? Um, one time the bathroom the, the we had one bathroom this is how old the or the house was we had one bathroom and it was by the den and i remember my dad coming out of the bathroom and he was upset he was scolding all of us including my mom and he was saying why were you guys banging on the door there was we heard nothing as far as we concerned he was in the bathroom with the door closed and he said that the pounding was so hard that you could see the door vibrating Wow. Wow. But you yeah. guys never heard or saw anything. No, not at all. Not, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, as, as an adult, um, I, I've learned um, to deal with this uh, on my own. Again, I, I ask them questions. I start, I am scared. Don't get me wrong. It, it is scary when it does happen. But, but talking to them, like we're, like you say, like we're talking now, that is probably the best thing to do. And because sometimes uh, uh, if it's a spirit left behind, they don't know that they're gone. Right. You know, they don't know. Yeah. Chrissy, Chrissy, yeah before this, she says you have a gift. You definitely have a gift. I mean, I think your whole family has, has uh, various gifts. Otherwise, this wouldn't have been so prevalent in your life. But now she says my parents were afraid an investigator would stir up the pot. Maybe his parents felt that way too. It well, could have been. Or, or they just didn't know about it because, you know, the investigators are out today more prevalent than they were then. You know, yeah. like you didn't know what to do really then. Usually if someone did anything at that point, you know, years ago was – get a priest to come in or get, you know, your pastor or get whatever denomination you are, you know, have a religious sect come in, you know, right. but that's yeah. not really um, paranormal investigators. Cause that's, it's, that's more now. And, uh, yeah. and, and stirring the pot though, that's bad. Well, 
<laughs> and you know, and if I can add something too, into to my, I know my mom and dad are listening. So I, if I can add something mom and dad. into, into oh. their defense, um, uh, also, you got to figure this was a couple who were in their twenties. They were raising a family. Mm -hmm. um, they had the day by day. You know how you get into that routine where it's work. It's you got to get the kids their dinner. You got to get, you know, you've got to yeah. give everybody their baths. You got to get, you know, and then yeah. pretty soon your day is over and you got to start it all over again. Yep. And so, you know, it stuff again, stuff was happening to, to everybody in the house. Um, and you, I guess we all just found a way to deal with it, but it was more so focused on me, why I have no idea. Um, but it was more so focused on me than anyone in the house. It was focused oh. on you because you were the, you were the, the, the light, light in the, in the middle yeah. of all the darkness. For them, they could see you. Yeah. You're a beacon. You're, exactly. You, spirit is attracted to what shines to them. It's like a light and the moss and the butterfly. The moss attract to it at night there. That's what you were. You were the yep. light, the beacon. Yep. That's right. You're so shiny yeah. and bright. Right. Yep. So I'll tell and tell my sister next time, I'm your light. Remember that. <laughs> I'm the light in your life. I'm the light in your life. <laughs> Just don't start singing a song. <laughs> right. <laughs> you light up my life. Listen, oh my God. <laughs> that'll be another. That'll be another. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. I got a question for you. Because of everything that's happened in your life, how has this affected you? Everything that's. Oh, oh, big time. Big time. Because even though I'm a grown man and I still sleep with, I have nightlights all over my house. I have nightlights. I have one in the office. I have one in the spare bedroom. Um, I have one in the hallway, one in the laundry room. I've got one in the living room and two in the dining room. And, I saw uh, something the other day. Um, uh, a gentleman, his children were very petrified of the dark and one little nightlight wasn't enough. So so he bought those those like bands yeah. of light, Christmas lights, strip lights, and he put oh, them really? all at the bottom of the on the floor. <laughs> so you can see and it was but they chose purple. So you can too. choose whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, it's pretty so you can choose yeah. whatever you want. Rope light. Rope light. Yeah. yeah. Well we got a little decorative, they're little decorative oh, yeah. night lights. Yeah, so yeah, one. they gotta mat when you gotta be stylish. So um <laughs> yeah, because it's it's the you know, I had a uh we had a haunting four years ago and you know, we used to have the house completely dark. Um, and the only reason why I didn't have the nightlights then is because the street lamp and the moon used to shine through the window. So it would give me enough light just to be comfortable. And um, we, we had a haunting. To me, it's like a portal. It's like a mirror in your bedroom. Yeah. Um, it's like there's the there's that portal that they find and whatever trauma or anything that you're having in your life, you know, weakens kind of weakens your bubble. And I and I think that's you know what happens is there why I'm able to feel this as as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Your bubble is exactly it. You gotta mm -hmm. fill that bubble with like golden light. Or yeah. Right. Light or healing. You know, energy, blue light. Protect yourself. Um, that's how you can keep that away. You can still listen. You know, yeah. you just um, won't be affected as much. But yeah. you know what? When you said that, it's like it brought me back to when I was a kid. We were the last house on the right. Uh, you know, so like uh, when we were hang outside, you know, as kids, everyone was outside playing. You know, we'd have to be home when it got dark. You know, and 
the street light was way up the street, the last one, and I had to go in the dark before my house. So as soon as I hit that street light, I'd run. Right, <laughs> right, right. To my porch <laughs> and up on the porch, and it's like, yes, I made it. And you know, and it was nothing but woods around there and swamp and everything else, you know. So it was scary. And then my bedroom was that back corner, you know, right. the darkest, scariest corner, and you get all this <laughs> stuff in the woods and everything. And I would always be like, oh, yes, I made it, you know. <laughs> right. That's why you no, see I, the TV running now. I, yeah, I and afraid to yeah. so, so look back, you know, you, you're afraid yeah, to look, look back. back. You never look back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't <laughs> sleep with I won't sleep with my back towards the door. Well, I sleep next to the door, um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me as much as it used to a long time ago. No, I need the TV on because I need the noise. Otherwise, my brain never shuts off. And I, oh. I'll solve all the world's problems all night long if I don't have something to distract me. Right. And it keeps me music because I'll sing. It has right. to be something mundane <laughs> on the TV, not, nothing I'm really interested in, you know. Right. Have a science Channel or something. Maybe I'll learn something by osmosis. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and I don't know why you know it's that whole night thing, you know that, but stuff was happening during the daytime as well so it just yeah. wasn't at night it was happening in the daytime yeah. and i remember there was a point where um the bathroom door was closing and opening and closing and opening and i remember i was probably about 14 when i witnessed that and i remember squeezing it squeeze um i remember <laughs> She's like, what's going on? Bob came to the chat room, so we have to give him hearts. To give him oh, yes, is that yes. what you're doing? Oh, okay. I was like, okay, what does that mean? You guys threw me off. We both do this because he gives us two hearts. One for yes. <laughs> that is so that, hilarious. That, that don't give him back. He gets all cranky and crutchy. He does. He gets cranky. He gets. But um, Chrissy, is it gonna, she asked the next question that I was going to ask you. Yeah. Did you, Did you later, later do any research? Yeah, I'm kind of scared to go back there um, because whatever it I don't think whatever was in the house at that time was human at one time. So I think it was another type of entity um, yeah. that was there. So it was probably never human to begin with. And I've thought about that. Um, You're away from it. Stay away from it. <laughs> right. And so, you know, I've seen pictures. Um, one of the girls that I graduated that grew up in my neighborhood, actually, we've known each other since kindergarten. She went back to visit the old neighborhood and she took pictures of everybody's house. And, you know, it, I look at the house and yeah, it's a, it's a nice house now. Well, it was then, but um, it still is a nice house looking house. I, I just don't have any desire to go back. I don't want anything attaching itself to mm. me and bringing yeah. it back home. Yep. Well, Bob, who we're sending the hearts to, uh, he grew up in a very haunted house. I mean, they, there was stuff. I mean, there was they, those spirits in that house would even do chains rattling. No kidding. You know, he said he would hear chains in the walls, you know, like up in the, up in the attic and such. His sister saw something really creepy, crazy creature-esque, you know, like a gold, like a gold demon type thing it was wow. really wild you know strange stories but yeah he grew up with all that stuff crosses they put crosses up everywhere and then all the crosses were like down and on the table and then they all like disappeared <laughs> yeah. like, what the heck you know yeah 
um, my mom would hear, um, would be coming home from work. We'd all be at school. And when she would come home, there's still nobody, you know, at home. She would hear like marbles being rolled across the floor mm. with nobody in the house. Mm. Um, I can remember I one of the nights I crawled into bed with my sister, my oldest sister. And so when my parents weren't available, I, I slept with my <laughs> oldest sister. <laughs> <laughs> and they had canopy beds. Yeah. <laughs> they they had canopy beds. And I remember, and here, you know, it's during the summer and I've got the blankets pulled up to my face and I could see somebody tugging on the canopy, the oh, wow. canopy being pulled. Yeah. And um, it's just stuff like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I hate being messed around with in bed. After my husband passed away and I had you know, my, my little dog and she would jump up on my little foot stool thing there at the end of the bed and then jump up on the bed and you could feel her walk across and lay down, you know, so I'm sleeping. I'm on my, I'm a belly sleeper. So I'm sleeping on my belly and I'm facing that way. So I feel it, but it felt like a, like a bigger dog than cause she's little, you know, it was like, a yeah. Boom, 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 yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden I hear my dog on the floor right next to my face and I'm going, Oh God, what is it? You know, cause it's only me and her in the house, you know? So it, that was something else. And it was really moving in the bed, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I just hate that. And I looked, I didn't want to look, you know, I didn't want to look, I didn't want to look. And then I looked and then I see this big ball. I thought it was a tarantula coming from the ceiling. It looked oh. like a ball, like a misty black ball and it had like legs and stuff, you know, like just kind of falling down from the ceiling right yeah. there. I jumped, I went from laying down to standing up, almost jumped on the dog in like seconds. You know, I don't even know how I did that from but jumped. I don't know what, how I got up there, but it was a spider that I would have seen it because it was the size of a, you know, right. Softball. Right. Softball. Yeah. Oh, nothing. I searched, you know, and that thing would not be able to hide, but, but it, but it was misty, you know? And, yeah. And, and, you know, for those, for, <laughs> for those listeners that are, that are listening to this, um, you know, you shouldn't go after everything everything that um you know if you think your house is haunted or you think it's you know something's going on other than normal um i would i highly recommend you do you know you seek professional help um as far as like you know to get paranormal assistance mm -hmm. and and back to the defense of my parents you know back when i was young paranormal wasn't a big thing it wasn't something yeah. that you spoke about and when you did talk about that stuff people thought you were cuckoo for cocoa puffs of course. you know that you you were weird and you know that that was crazy. And so that could have been, you know, it was probably the, the main reason my parents, you know, we all dealt with it. And, um, yeah, yeah. I know even when I got into the paranormal, it was still, you know, not really recognized, you know, right. I, I just got to the point. I said, you know what, this is my passion. This is where I'm drawn to. So yeah. I don't care. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it, though. I mean, you have like you have paranormal researchers now. You know that you have these large groups, and and I think it's great because they're they're offering a lot of help to people who don't know 
what to do, where to go. Yeah, exactly. Because, you, know? exactly. you know, like what Christy was saying, she, you know, people get afraid to have a paranormal group come into their home because they're going to stir the pot. Well, that's like uh, watching a TV show, Zach Bagans goes and stirs the pot and leaves, right? But that's a TV show that's entertainment that's not real life. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, there are those teams, okay? There are those teams. Well, he is an entertainer. Well, no, I know I do know that. I, I, a lot of that stuff is real. What happens there? But it's entertainment. You know what I mean? So he's not going out to solve a case. He's not going to help a client, really. It's the fear factor. It's the fear factor of it all. Yeah, and everything's demonic, and that is the minority, not the majority. And I say it all the time. All right. Yeah. And and there's also one thing is if you have somebody come in for those who are listening, like. Like J.M. said, if you have somebody come in to help you with you have an issue at your home, most reputable investigation teams will not charge you to clean, to check out your home. Right. No. Right. You know, right, right, it's right. like they, they do this to help. They don't do this to, you know, make a bajillion dollars. Not that that's going to exactly, happen. Exactly. Exactly. Correct. So, yeah, so if a team that yeah, one says they want money, you know. That's your first red flag. But, you know, but you got to do, you know again what i do is like i have a whole stack of papers that i would bring to you and say here fill this out tons of questions what's going on in the house then i get and then it's personal questions about everybody and your habits and everything else that you know that you're doing you know and then you got to see if they're on drugs alcohol any kind of mind altering (laughs) substance that's true that is true and then you got to look at the house is the house making all the noises is the electrical okay is the plumbing okay how old is this house is the house creaking you know what i mean a lot of these things can be debunked can be you know nope it's just this it's just that emf can be off the charts because you could have a tower across the street from your house that can stir activity also it can emf can just mess with your mind it doesn't even need to be paranormal it can just mess with your mind because that's what it does you can't really block that i agree nothing to block that there are i agree some things some stones and bracelets and jewelry that you can get to help but you know grounding and shielding is optimal in those you know cases but you know as a good paranormal team though you need to do like i said you can you find out the information first the personal information i agree going on and then you talk after you get this paperwork you read it you talk to the people then you do a little investigation and you find out who is the spirit in the house and you know what kind of a haunting is it is it intelligent is it residual is it someone passing through is it not human (laughs) all right well exactly and we had when we had our haunting four years ago um, I always used to say, well, you know, you, you, I, and through life, I've been visited by the bad and the good, and the good meaning like past family members. I've had experiences where my grandmother has visited me on occasions. Um, my birth father, who passed on, God rest his soul as well, um, you know, he came on certain occasions. So when we were having this haunting, um, we were sitting down and I have a chair that's right next to our bed in the bedroom and it's right next to my side of the bed. And I always tell my, my spouse, I'm like, Oh, that's for my dad when he comes and visits me at night. (laughs) So I know that's that. So um, we were talking and we were in the bedroom and we were talking about something serious and not even paying attention. Well, my dog was sitting on the bed in front of the chair and he was looking up. And and my spouse goes, what what is 
what is he doing? And mm -hmm. I said, oh, I said, he's probably talking to my dad. <laughs> and then I said, dad, if I said, if it's you, make make Toby say yes. And then right. Toby's head went yeah. like this. But come to find out it wasn't, it was something masking as my, as my yeah. father. Yep. So you That's have to be careful with that as well. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then once you get to know, yeah, you can always be fooled, you know, because there are ghosts, there are spirits. A ghost is someone that hasn't crossed over yet. A spirit is someone who has crossed over and comes back and then they're more enlightened than not going to really mess with you. But a ghost will. They're still in their human spirit. So they still have all the right. human emotions. Right. Jealousy and they have their fits and their uh, tirades and their anger and their everything that they felt in, in life is still there. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Could lie. you imagine? It's but just kind of like your liar in life is going to be a liar in death. Yeah, it's it just yeah. kind of like you keep going on without knowing that something had happened. And, mm -hmm. you know, I believe that your house absorbs everything. Your house, yeah. the walls absorb the emotion. They absorb trauma. They absorb happiness. Because if you ever thought, you know, walking into a new house or walking into a house that you were ever invited to, the feeling that you got instantly when you walked into that house you know, could, did the air feel thick? Did it feel heavy? Mm -hmm. um, did it feel light and airy? And it's just because of the emotions that have gone on in that household, you know, mm -hmm. that the walls have, uh, have absorbed, absorbed. Yeah. Did I say that yeah. right? Yeah. Ob, did I say yeah. of, yeah. like ovulate? It was like, <laughs> <absorbed>. <laughs> ob, ob, absorb, absorb, absorb. Like, Not kill me now. <laughs> they suck in the energy and they keep it there. <laughs> exactly right. But no, there are there are more um, things, elements in your home too. You know, if you have a if you have a stone home, like limestone, really collects energy, and quartz really you know amplifies energy, and you know, so like as a designer, you know, when I was picking some of these things, you know, there are elements that you can put in a house that would keep things calmer, you know? Right. And uh, Feng Shui, you can keep the energy flowing correctly. And mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, all these things, they're real. Right, they're right. Real right. To, to keep the energy flowing well in your house. Well, I wish I could take you in in my bedroom because um, because <laughs> I... <laughs> right, exactly. I'll just pick up my whole screen and we'll take a walk. Right. Um, so I have like the crucifix, I have the big wooden crucifix up there and I have my palms in the shape of crosses up there. I have my crystals. I have my, um, my rosaries. I like, I've got like about six or seven rosaries and you know, it's funny. Are they blessed it, rosaries? No, you think that they would. One is, one is that's when I made my first communion. So, you know, a, 150 billion years ago um, when I made my first communion. Uh, <laughs> I, still, I still had this, though. I still had this. <laughs> this needs a show of its own. That's right. I still had this at 11 years old. So that's, that's been that's a staple. Um, so, yeah, only one of them is. Um, but I feel I feel safe. I feel safe because they're there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. 
your positive intention again a good investigator will tell you all these things after the end of everything when they get all the information and that's Jeez. where like counseling comes <laughs> in, right and you, and it's like you counsel the people and you counsel the spirit and you try to get everybody to live together nicely if yeah. they can't one or the other gotta go bye-bye you know yeah and it's that, and it's really that simple. Well, you know, here's the thing too, because as I was as I was growing older, and I started investigating, and they said that a lot of um, paranormal activity with like poltergeists and everything will happen around a child who's going through who you know the change Trauma. of life. They, yeah, and um, but this was happening way when I was like five and six years old, so. Um, yeah, no. You know, it no, couldn't have been caused by you're, that. You're, yeah, no, you're, yeah. you're a beacon. And usually when this happens to a child, you know, and, and spirits want to be heard. Mm -hmm. They, they want to yeah. be noticed. You know, they, they do. No, they, they really do. What the point was. And if you're not paying attention to them, they will violently shake you. You know, like, listen to me. You know, I'm trying yeah. to talk to you. You, you know? there's, that's the one thing that I've never forgotten in life. Um, when I was touched, um, when I was grabbed, I should say, um, it actually came through my mattress. Um, and it was, it felt like the hands were shaped like in this shape. And then it grabbed my back. And you, I could feel the cold fingers and the fingernails on my back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think that that would be something that would have been human. You know, I mean, because sometimes, sometimes there are the spirits that you know, if they gain a lot of power and they can act demonic. I had a big dealing with one of those. You know, made that demonic voice and tell me you can't fight skulls like this demonic voice. You know, yeah. thing. It's like, shut up, guy. I know who you are. All right. Right. <laughs> right. So, you're not intimidating me. You know, but they'll they'll try to do these things. But this, what you went through, and the amount of energy it takes to do all the things in your home the the That's years powerful, powerful yeah. entity that was there it still it still didn't uh it still didn't stop me from having like a, a happy childhood or you know growing up um but it left me with a lot of fears a lot of terrors a lot of phobias yeah. that you know i thank god i have um, I guess I have a strong subconscious or conscious that I, I was able to make it through all of that and stay sane. And yeah. well, I don't know about sane, but yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, no, well, what made you start writing? Did was writing like a therapeutic thing? Or well, you know, it. it know. It's it's hilarious because I'm always teasing my family, and I'm like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book one of these days. And I always tell them, you know what? I'm going to write a book. And no one really pays attention to me anyways. So <laughs> I, I find that really hard to believe. <laughs> I got to talk attention. to your sister. Pay attention to me. My hey. nephews were dying one time. I'll take you on a little side story. What Everybody used to come to my house when I, when I had my house in Palm Springs. And they would, you know, we always used to have a lot of family gatherings there. And I was like, Okay, what do you guys want to have for dinner? And no one was paying attention to me. And I'm like, okay, what are we what are we having for dinner? And no one was paying attention to me. My nephews were paying attention. And I'm like, okay, I'm making spaghetti and I put my foot in there. 
I stirred <laughs> the spaghetti with my foot and I haven't cut my toenails in three years. I am now chopping up your vegetables with my toenails. No, and they kept on talking and my nephews were on the floor cracking up. I'm like, no one pays attention to me really. <laughs> so when they, when my family doesn't pay attention to me, I'll come out with like pots and pans and bang them together. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have that problem. Everybody pays attention to me. They're going to be hell to pay. Uh, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the uncle and, and the son that they're like, okay, now, okay, he's a little loud now. Um, but starting to write, um, there was a, I had a very serious surgery. Um, very, very serious. And it took me down and I was stuck in one spot. And I sat down, well, I asked for a pad, I couldn't get it myself, but I asked for a pad of paper and a pen and just started doodling what was in my mind. Um, come four chapters later, um, I'm thinking, well, this could really be something. Mm -hmm. And I continued, I continued to write. Then I started um, searching on how to write a book, uh -huh. what to do, you know, the who's, what's, why's, and where's of, of writing a book. And I researched that. And yeah, so and I, I kept on on that that aspect, right? So because you got everybody's everybody's dossier is up on your board. Right. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so here's the thing. So by the time that I did get literally signed with a with a um, publisher, I already had four manuscripts complete. Wow, that's and, pretty amazing. Yeah. So that I, you, I mean, you definitely were meant to do this, you know. Definitely. And I, I love the story. Love the story. I mean, if you like, I, I don't even want um, the, the short little horror story thingies, you know? Um, <laughs> you it? Oh, it's mama's, it's mama's giving me that. She's, she's, yeah. <laughs> we need to go on a little three minute. I, I, I don't want Billy Bobby to be mad at me. So, like, that's my job. All right. But we will pick it up from here. Fantastic. Yeah. In three minutes. In three and the Fox Den is now proudly sponsored by Vortex Ghost Gear, one of the leading fabricators of paranormal equipment. Bob Christopher is the founder and creator of Vortex Ghost Gear. He has decades of investigating, starting with his team at NEPA and as lead in the popular local TV show Ghost Detectives. He has experience of how spirits could be seen or heard. Using this knowledge, he has manufactured equipment for specific scenarios of spirit manifestation and communication. He is the only manufacturer of the popular lifelike trigger prop cats and dogs. Using proximity meters wired to lights and sound, these prove to be highly effective communication devices in the field of study. The HTO, another Vortex exclusive, allowing specific items to be the highlight or trigger of your investigation. For example, place the item on a metal tray or attach directly to any metal object such as keys or glasses that continue to go missing or moved. Ask the spirit to touch the item. The HTO will light. It has a sound option as well. This device was used in Travel Channel's Ghost Nation with great results. The dome, a static detector, can be the most useful device in your gear bag. 
this is to back up the theory that the spirits manifest using static electricity using several you can track a spirit for example walking down a hallway setting off each as it passes the geophone detects vibrations this is another way to track movement if a claim is footsteps in the hallway or stairwell set the sensitivity and place the device in that area its band of lights will show a range of vibrations from the slightest tapping, lighting only a few lights, to the loudest thumping, lighting the entire range. The EasyScan Ghost Boxes are very popular due to the ease of use. They are custom decorated to the individual or team using them. Bob programs and uses an Arduino-based computer scanning FM waves to potentially communicate with the spirit realm in real time. Every box is unique and all custom hand decorated by Gina Bankston. The V-Pod has a special place for those who love the idea of REM pods. Use this sleeker, smaller, easier to transport device. It is a must-have in your gear bag. Take your investigating to the next level with many of Vortex Ghost Gear's unique and custom creations by Bob Christopher. Visit www.vortexghostgear.com to view all the products and get your equipment today. You can also investigate with Bob and Gina with ghostly excursions, taking people to some of the most haunted locations in the USA. Visit www.ghostlyexcursions.com and join us on our next adventure. And we're back and we have Jay Smith. We are talking about his book, The Crone, and you can get The Crone. Let me um, actually put up a picture of the book, and there it is, The Crone. You can get this on Amazon.com, The Crone Book. Amazon. And right, Instagram, you can get in touch with him there at author JM Smith 6598 on Facebook author jm smith okay that is his name on facebook so you can find him on all those locations and the book of the crone is it is just such a great story you get to know these characters this handful of characters as they are going through some pretty creepy things <laughs> to say yeah. the least. and um, and the main character the main character is like She's adorable. Yeah, she okay. has Down syndrome. Oh, look look who I found wandering around the halls. Ghosting <laughs> my own house. There you go. <laughs> he was in the green room again. I, I was looking. Well, remember you threw that candy in there, so I yeah. was searching under furniture for my candy bar. <laughs> I was like, my, I could I still, picked you out. It's right I was, here. I didn't actually throw it in When there. it comes to peanut butter cups, I am worse than a dog. I will sniff them out anywhere. Yeah, well, that's my that's my passion in life. I don't have much, but peanut butter cups, I love. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. So we just kind of recapped, you know, who who you are. We gave them all the uh, links, and we showed the book and where to get the book and all that while you were searching for peanut butter cups. So <laughs> here's something I'm going to throw at both of you. So okay. when you get to book four, it has to do with twins. That's oh, the only cool. hint I will give you. Mm. Okay, but I still got two, three, two and three to get to. Dude, seriously, don't wake me up for that. You're so mean. <laughs> well, two, my two will be done tomorrow. 
I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to release um, book. Book two is coming out January 29th. And okay. I just signed with a new publisher. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Yay. And they are treating me with kick gloves. And I'm going to give them a shout out. It's Indies, Indies Publishing House um, that picked me up. And um, they have been just wonderful. And um, so my second book is coming out on January 29th. And my first book the uh the chrome book one will also be re-released with it oh awesome. and so oh, i think like what i'm gonna video. do though just to make sure you know make everybody wait um i think i'll release my fifth book next um which is That's a whole different fair. story um it's has to do with old Hollywood. You have the time jumps in there as well. Um, so you have old Hollywood. Um, it's kind of like a, a film noir type, if you know what those kind of mm -hmm. movies oh, are. Yeah. Yep. You got the mob. You got the mob mall. You've got money. You've got power. Um, and then you've got the present story going on as sure well. I'm sure you have all the accents and everything else going on there because you got the accents down pat on this one and the crime. <laughs> I did, you know, I and I got depressed. I was, I seriously, after I ended each book and, and put the pen down, I was depressed um, because it was like saying goodbye to family. It was these people have lived in my memory in my head for so long on how they talk, who, you know, who they are. And it was like, you know, saying goodbye to them. It was like I had to say goodbye to all, even the crone. Mm. Hmm. Big fat kiss for the crone. No, just just, smack well, on no I want to give her a big smack across the face. Maybe after I read that fourth book, then I might want to give a big fat kiss to her. But right, now, <laughs> right, right. I'm still on the point where I don't like her much. <laughs> she's pretty she's pretty awful. She's she's pretty awful, but it's funny because I like spinning that whip. I like watching movies, um like scary movies, um, or movies in general, mysteries, um, that you have to untangle the web. Yeah, of like, what's going on. I like it because I always predict. I read so many things, you know, and I watch so many movies. So I usually can predict what's going to happen and what's happening and what's going on. This one, I did not. I did yeah. not see this. Nope. And, you know, it's nice. I was like, hmm. <laughs> I did that. I did that on purpose because it all changes at the end all of a sudden. Yeah, because yeah, I do the same thing. I kind of try and predict. And when it, when I got to the end, I went. He did that on purpose just to mess with me. <laughs> so, so I would get called before you knew me. So. Then it all lays out and it all makes sense, you know? Exactly. And, yeah. and Logan, the character Logan, though, Mama, I, I picture her like Harriet Tinka, our, our guest when we had. Yes. You know? I was like, she looks, she in my mind, she looks like her. Like a yeah. We'll, we'll show you. It was a guest we had on a while back. Yeah. She's an amazing. Oh, really? Woman. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah, she, she's a model. She's an African-American model and she's absolutely beautiful and she's a you know all for girl power and everything else the pearls of wisdom you know yep. i wanted when i when i when i thought of the character of logan i wanted someone who was strong um not just a woman of color but i wanted a woman who was strong who could sure. carry the lead who yeah. could be vulnerable at the same time and yeah. show that side of herself, but also, you know, at the end, you know, she's going to be the last girl standing. Right. Yeah. You what know, we're gonna we're gonna character? I'll link you. Yeah, and I'll link you the the show that with Harriet. You're gonna you're gonna see. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. You're going to see Logan in her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she overcame, she was, you know, she, she was attacked and she was stalked and she overcame that. She's a marathon runner and she's a public speaker and she's written this book. And it's like, the book is like a conversation between her and um, Dr. Um, what's his name? Oh, no, you're going to ask me that. Lord, that's horrible. He's going to kill me. Oh, my yeah. God. Great, great man. And I'm sorry I can't think of his name at this moment in time. But he is awesome. The book is really great. But it's like a conversation with those two. Yeah, which makes it very intimate when, when it's written yeah. like that. Yeah. And um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to put your personal history um, out there for everybody because you know it's like once upon a well once upon a time you know and Mike said I've done many things I sang professionally and so it's like constantly putting your face out there to be slapped and then you know out of being slapped a hundred times there's that one person that really pays attention mm. you know and so, so yeah totally what were you saying about the um the plate on the table <laughs> the plate um of the of my it's saying the, now the sayings yeah the sayings i, I love that saying i i'm not gonna wear a t-shirt i think i'm gonna paint it above my bed but you know nobody knew who i was all of a sudden i come out of the corner from the woodwork and here i am author james smith i've got this book i think i'm really standing behind my my work and nobody everybody was turning me down everybody everybody that i approached you know hey i got this book they turned me down. And so, like I told you both, you know, before, I had to set my place at the table for a dinner that I wasn't invited to. Right. And yeah. um, make myself up. known. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I'm here. And it's funny because one of the one of the people that I approached um after seeing your promo um that you had for me that you did for the show, uh, approached me. For um, to be on there, she's. I got another interview coming up soon. Yes. Yeah. Hey, I'll make you an okay. intro card if you want. There you go. There you go. <laughs> exactly. And and make sure you let us know all about it because we will promote you as much yeah. as we can. Because thank you so much. Thank we, you. We this is you. a really great avenue. Well, I love you both too, and and you know, Mama D, I fell in love with you a long time ago, and I'm still in love with you. And now I have a new love, Gina. Oh. So I, we can add her to the mix. Hello. The more the, yes. I yes. always say the more the merrier, you know, when I'm that's sure. right. That's right. <laughs> you guys, here's the thing guys are allowed to have polygamists there, they're allowed to have multiple wives, and women are not allowed to have multiple husbands. So, right. so you can marry us. We just have to talk to your, your spouse and see yeah. if it's, it's okay with him. And I was like, he'd be yeah. like, Excuse me, a redhead and a blonde? I don't yeah. think so. How, do, <laughs> yeah. how, how does he deal with all this? I mean, what, um, what does he so, Here's the funny thing. So now that I, I would like to say and and that my star is starting to fly, he he lets me do whatever, but then again, he reels me in, you he know. Every now and again, yeah. Okay, you gotta go mop the kitchen now. You know, <laughs> okay, you're done with your interview. Where's my dinner? And um, he's become He's become my Porsche. You know how Ellen has Porsche? Yes. So mm -hmm. he's become my Porsche. It's so funny because people in Britain and in Denmark and in Germany are asking questions. Well, what does Mitch like? Well, what does Mitch say? What does Mitch do? They want to know things about mm -hmm. him. 
And I just think it's so awesome because I'm not hiding the fact of who, who we are, who I am. And, um, and, um, and so, um, they're, they've been so accepting and whether it's someone who is trying to be negative towards you or someone who's trying to be positive, either way, this is how I think about it. I've made you stand up and pay attention no matter how you act. And you you paid enough attention to me to give me the energy that you're going to give me, whether it's negative or whether it's positive. Mm -hmm. It's what you do with the energy that you get. My old co-host used to say that. Love me, hate me, I don't care what it is as long as you... You know, yeah, you, you I'm here. Yeah, you, you can sit if you, uh, uh, good friend Jay Lynch has this. He always says this whether you love me or hate me, you're still watching me, so you're a fan. Exactly, yeah, that's it. That's, what, that's yeah, it, that's what plain and simple. Whether you have, and you know, on my Facebook, I've had you know, on, on just like my social media, you know, there's been not many, I, I can say not very many, there's been maybe less than a handful where someone has come across with a negative, you know, comment. Mm -hmm. And I I just leave it because I just figured, you know, well, they felt the urge to say something regardless. Just having a bad day. But they're saying it, but they're watching it, but they read it, but they, you know, so. That's, that is so true. That is so true. Uh, You get that way where you have people, I've had a couple of times, people put some really rude stuff on my thing. In in regards to a post that I made, and it's like people be like, "Why don't you, you know, in private? Why don't you raise that? What for? Somebody else might be thinking it, or somebody else might have something to comment. If it gets out of hand, then I'll remove it. But right now, they're not doing any harm. I'm giving them their moment of, ha, and then so long farewell. Like the gentleman who was in the chat room with us earlier, he no longer there. Yeah, and and they're the ones that they're the only ones that are laughing, thinking that they're funny. You know, when other people are taking this serious and. You know, uh, that's how I deal with it. And, you know, life goes on and I'm going to be successful whether they like it or not. And, you know, God God bless them. I always say just God bless them and let them go on their way. Bob Bob, Bob gets irritated with the comment things. I I don't. I don't I I don't pay attention to it like that guy in the (laughs) chat. It really wasn't bothering me. You know, Taryn was going on a rocker. But I'm like, I did. I just don't. I I don't choose to read it. You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. Yeah. That's, still, that's your opinion. Me either. Exactly. America, you know what I mean? We and everybody people. is entitled to their opinion. I mean, there, you know, there is going to be, you, you know, like I had stated before, you know, there was a, a, a guy who sought me out to do an interview with me because he had gotten a hold of my book and, you know, he begged me to be on the show and I, I said, okay, you know, I'll do you a favor. Sure. You know, I, I is just making more, you know, PR for me. And during the whole show, I never got a word in edgewise, but he berated me the whole entire time that, wow. that we were on the interview. And I know that there are going to be interviews that are like that because in still the age that we are in today, 2020, going on 2021, a lot of people do not believe in paranormal. They don't believe, you know, they still don't believe. They only believe what they see, hear, touch, and feel. Yeah. But again, like we were talking about in our, in our first little uh, meeting and, um, I, I, 
I deal with people all the time and say, what do you do? I said, I'm into the paranormal and I have this talk show and I do this and that. And they said, well, I don't believe in the paranormal. But when I was growing up, this happened. Or, you know, there's always a but and they have a paranormal story. Okay. But, but they don't believe in it. Okay, here's the quick but to go with your butt. Um, right. Joe, Joe, <laughs> opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> that works with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But. <laughs> right. But, right. But let's let's kind of reel back in uh, and, and go on um, to the book. Dina asked you a question earlier. Yeah. Who is your favorite character and why? Yeah. Okay, it's so I had to. Well, no, not really. Um, no, it okay. actually. The character of Denny was my favorite. She was my heart, my my heart um, through the whole book series. Um, second in line would be, and this is going to probably surprise you, would be Ryland Peters, her okay. uncle by blood. Okay. All right. That's my next question now, too, yeah. about, about, about the uncles. Now, how close is it to you and Mitch? Oh, my God. <laughs> And, and who's who? Okay, so yeah, and who's who? Okay, so yeah, I did model Rylan and Devin after me and Mitch. Um, <laughs> so you know, I'm Devin, obviously. You know, the Italian, good dark skin, olive skin, and he's Rylan, brown hair, blue eyes. However, I did switch personalities. Oh. So in the book, Rylan is very lighthearted. He's very quick with the with the one-liners, you know, especially when they were on the road and the car spun out. And he said his when Devin asked him, you know, are you are you okay? I'm fine, but we got to go back and pick up my stomach because it yeah. fell out of the car. And then when <laughs> they get a knock at the door, and he's like, "Well, one of us has got to go answer the door while I'm running away," you know. So. It's, so it, I switched personalities because Mitch is extremely serious he is a funny guy don't get me wrong but he is very serious very you know calm and when if we ever have an argument this is the tone of it and i'm the one that's loud over the top and yeah and so I swear, right, <laughs> right. So we we make a good we make a good pair. He brings me down. He brings me down to reality. Let's just put it that way. He's your grounding stone. He is. No, he really, really is. Okay, Mitch. I'm sure you're going to listen to this later. We love you. And he is, and he's he's in the next room, and he's watching this, <laughs> and um, so he he. Well, he can stop in and say hi. If he wants Mitch, if he wants to come around the corner, let's see. I don't know okay. if he will do that or not. <laughs> He'll be like, "Why did you bring my name into this? I am not." <laughs> right. So if if the two uncles are are you guys with switched personalities, what about the dogs? Okay, so the the Morky, the blonde Morky, that is really my now. Um, their names are, I changed their names for the book. So I do have a blonde Morky. His name is Toby Keith. And I have a toy Yorkie and his name is Mason Gino. And so I put, I put our dogs in there. And it's so funny that you mentioned that because I thought, well, I'm a writer. I can do whatever I want. So I, in the second book, I added my mom and dad as characters. Oh, cool. So when you come so. across uh, Nurse Aurora, 
in yeah. book two, that's my mom. And then when you come around, uh, come uh, in the book, Dr. Roger Smith, that's my dad. And I put my Roger sister Smith? in there. Yeah. And I put my sister in there. She's a security guard. And um, Okay. In one of your future books, Gina and I need to be in them. Okay. I need to be the, well, need to be the gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, she put a long red hair. <laughs> I used to cheese my neighbor. I'm like, you keep you keep messing with me. I'm gonna put you in my next book. You're gonna be a one night prostitute with one leg and a I change wanna, belt. I wanna be. I wanna be, I wanna be the, um, the paranormal investigator. There you go. There and you go. My, my my other name, the Parafox. There you go. I mean, that's my other name. I'm Gina B, the place to be Pete Fox. There you go. Gina Bankston. So, you know. Paramount. I'll be the counselor. There you, there you go. Very serious. Very, very. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out for you. And all people who are just coming, people yeah. who are just coming in are going, what the heck is this going on? We're having right, a good right. time. <laughs> we're, we're talking really about this book here, The Crown. And um, yeah, my, my nice little stand. <laughs> there you go nice little display exactly yep gotta love it gotta love it oh you got the opinions what are you doing mama i'm not touching a thing huh really Ooh. none of us are this. my hands are down here my hands are yeah. folded on my lap okay oh my wow yeah, wow like this something just came in in here and it was like right here and that's right where that your, yeah right there it's yeah. like it, it it must like what what is being said or or right. what's going yeah. on or yeah. but, or no. well, we have we have another author in the in the chat room june author. Really? yes awesome awesome well thanks for visiting the show yeah yeah you guys you guys should talk i mean you would you would love her too she's a great great girl see here she is Hi June. Hi June. <laughs> I, like, I like your um your profile picture there. That's really cute. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, one thing that I did do that I that I thought was I I felt bad after I did it, because I'll take a loved character in the book, and then you know they'll meet their demise, and um like Maggie. So, Maggie, who Maggie Peretti, who's the grandmother, yeah. so she met yeah. her demise. But what did you? What were your thoughts on how she came back? Awesome. I don't. I don't want to give anything away. I don't yeah. either. I don't either. And I'm it like, does. I know. I know. To give yeah, a little this, tidbit. I know. I know. The the whole story is um, you're in a fog. You don't really know what's going on, but they're going back and forth in, in time. Mm -hmm. And the characters are paralleling each other. And it just kind of coincides with this summer helpful, summer not uh, scenario going on. And again, I don't want to give anything away because I really don't get the to book. Do it's worth it. Amazon.com. Yeah. It's the Chrome part one. Yep, not a huge read. It's not like a novel. It's a yeah. It's a great story. He gets right to it. He gets. It's right a movie of the week. Yeah, it's like a, the the series that um you know when he used to watch when we were kids you know like the the 
cat's paw things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that where you'd have a bunch of, of stories. And it's like that. It's like you want the next one now. You know, you want the next one. Tales from the dark side or something. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I've got right to the meat and potatoes. And that's exactly what I wanted to get straight to was yeah. to get to the meat and potatoes of everything. So we see Logan and Denny in book uh, one. And we see Logan and Denny in book two. Uh, we see Logan and Denny in book three. We see Maggie Peretti in all three books. Awesome. Mm. awesome. So she's like guardian. Well, you know, you got to figure that, you know, something happens to Maggie where she's being taken over. And so this is the reason why we see her um, during. Yeah, I don't want to say anything. I'm not, I'm okay, not, so let's go for another question. I'm going to stop talking about the daggone book because you, somebody, eh, Jan, is going to give it all away. There you go. I know, right? <laughs> Do you have a favorite author? Do I have a favorite author? I would like to say it would probably be, I'm going to have to dig really deep, and it's Edgar Allan Poe, only because his stuff is very dark. And it's food again, food for thought. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, like yeah. So you're like him. It's like a great amount of content and not such a big story. You know, not like a giant novel that you have to read for like hours and hours or days. You mm -hmm. know, you can you can get through it in a day or two. You know, um, depending on the person. And the way Edgar Allan Poe wrote, you know, he wrote. Um, he wrote he, he wrote in such a way where he can he was saying a specific topic but it was the way he wrote it that made you arrive you know you had to go all the way around the circle to arrive at what he was trying to convey right and and in my books what i tried to do was put in so many clues so that when stuff happens in the book, you're like, oh, my God, I should have picked that up, you know, I on know. the third page or, you know, yep. that yep. that was that was my and I, I, I like his style of writing. I really do. One that confuses me and I shouldn't say anything at all. I should just keep my opinions to myself. <laughs> not, 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 not. Go for it. You open the door. Step right through it. OK, so is M M light Solomon? Shyamalan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah, he can, his books can, and I've read quite a few of his books thinking they're all going to be different, but it's like, no, they're not. It's their yeah. book. Yeah. His book is, his books are confusing to me. Yeah. I might as well be dyslexic while I'm reading it because I'm like, why, you know, why? Movies, it's just kind of still know. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely crazy, but, you know, but yeah. Like a good, I like a good story, and I like to know my characters, and I like to know, you know, I just like to know things. I, I like more detail. That's the only thing I could say that's like on the downside. I wish you described more like the mansion and stuff like that, and you know, the rooms and things like that. Just that's just my thing because I love that. Because I'm an interior designer, so I like that. You know, I'm like, well, what were the what was the walls like? What was it? <laughs> you know? Right, right. You know, what was the wallpaper and what was the furniture in there? And what, so you know, now you got to remember that there's. They're moving into, you know, a, a 
a plantation house basically it's a replica of a plantation house that you know you find out later but i when i was writing the character of alexander bouvois who is a backstory um i i literally thought of those guys that are on those romance novels the one that are holding the woman so lovely (laughs) and their shirt is open and their hair's all beautiful you know and perfect so that's what that's how i thought of alexander so it's like you know that my mind you know just kind of went crazy you there. For my hot flashes. <laughs> <laughs> you can make my hot flashes there, dude. Seriously. Right. <laughs> I got my little fan out here too. <laughs> right, right. So I'm yeah, old. but they, much. and you got to remember too, they were moving into a dilapidated mansion. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of beauty in it because I, no, even beauty yeah, beauty. I moved yeah. into a dilapidated. Major. I love it. You know what I mean? It's like I, I that's not really good. Cool. That's but, one of my goals. I want to. I want to. I want to purchase like an old Victorian, and yeah. move into that and just fix Uh-oh. it up. Gina's you know, now beautiful. got ideas going yes. on in her head how to do it. Beautiful <laughs> ones around here in, in Pennsylvania. Um, there really is. I looked at. I swear to God, I looked at a hundred houses before, I, and this was the first one that I looked at that I absolutely loved, and then it went pending like three different times. The third time I just bumped the guy right out and I said, I, I can't cash. All right. Here. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and I got the house, you know, so I was like, okay. uh, I need this house, but I looked at so many other ones, but there was a couple, if they weren't in flood zones, they were the most gorgeous, gorgeous homes. Oh my God. I have always had it. I've always had this thing for old, old things. You know, getting old things, making them new, bringing them up, you know, up to date. And Mm -hmm. I would love to just have an old Victorian and, you know, you just work at it little by little and get everything done and restore everything and bring it back to its glory. Everyone everyone always says, just do this. There's a lot of work in it. (laughs) It's not this, that that word just shouldn't be in the vocabulary. Just cut that one right out. It's not just. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it's not, but but that that Victorian had a, a little shed in the back that was like a mini replica of the Victorian. Oh, it was like amazing. And, and Can you imagine? Fence around it, you know. The driveway was even just the two rows of brick with the grass. I was like, oh, I want this house. Look we, at her eyes as she talks about this. Oh they're God. like lighting up. She's. I, I know, see that little. They're bling, They're like blinging. Yeah, <laughs> we raced. We raced from the ground floor up to the top. Bob went up one set, and I went up the other. He beat me because he's got longer legs. He's got he's got sexy legs. legs. Oh, sorry, did I say that? Right. <laughs> Men have sexy legs. They do, but he. Oh yeah. Sexy legs. But anyway, he ran. He beat me to the top of the stairs. But we were like, oh, we were like kids in a candy store in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like room after room after room after room, and all the the claw tubs and the everything else, and the, you know. You imagine? I always think the history. You know, the history. The if you could only speak the stories you would tell. You know, and yeah. it's it's. I always think my little imagination always, you know, goes crazy when I get a hold of something that's old and antique and. That's I why you like me. <laughs> well, you're you're like a little porcelain doll. You just want to hug and squeeze Aww. and squeeze. Just <laughs> careful you don't break the old porcelain doll. <laughs> right here, porcelain doll. The oh. little porcelain doll with <laughs> with a potty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do not have a body <laughs> now. So just don't pull her strings so she talks, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't anger her. the mama. Yeah, no, don't, right, don't, don't, right, don't take right. out the mama. <laughs> don't mess don't mess with my babies that's all you gotta know if you mess with my babies you that's true she would be a great character for one of your books she she truly would be <laughs> yeah and it's it's so funny because everybody that's close to me that i've let into my little personal bubble they've always got over the top personalities so you guys fit right in i'm telling you <laughs> I, have, I have an over the top personality yeah. <laughs> oh okay so. Right. <laughs> okay. Shiny ball. <laughs> okay, let's kind of reel, reel it back in. That's right. Let's just reel it, reel it in. in. Do you like me? Okay. Just Mitch. reel me back. Bring me back to reality. Mitch, where are you when we need you? I know. I know. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But speaking of Mitch, though, I, the, the, does he help? right at all does he give you any ideas does he give you any deterrences say don't go he there? is so not a reader this is what i went through with him so <laughs> i bend his you know at the in the beginning of the book i also give him a little a little nod you know for um thanking him for letting me bend his ear every night with storylines and um and so with it um with him he is not a reader um, so, so I you thought, well, say, okay, so I tried that. I said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to read each chapter to you as I write it. Hmm. And then, so I said, cause he's like, I just, I can't, I can't get through that. I don't know why I can't get through this. I get, I'm like, okay, don't worry. I'll read it to you. So this way I can do all the voices and all the characters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, do it. You got to do Eliza. You, you... Yeah. So she'll. Um, after you, <laughs> that's how she sounds. Um, and so that's when I was reading and I started by the second page, I hear <laughs> he had fallen asleep. Wow. Mitch. So I woke him up. I woke him up like three times. So like the fourth time I just sat there patiently looking at him and then he opened his eyes like, Oh, oh, he's like, oh, and what happened? I said, everybody died. Everybody died. Mother, <laughs> Mama Clay killed everybody and killed herself. They died. The end. I'm not reading this to you anymore. <laughs> oh, poor me. But he did say, wait, and this is one thing that he told me. He goes, well, I'll read your book when it's published. I'm like, okay. And then you know what? He read my first copy when I got my publisher's my my author's copy. Mm -hmm. He sat down and he read it, but this is how he read it. So we have two recliners that are in the living room that are you know mine and his. Yeah, and he would be silently reading, which was driving me insane because I oh, wanted God, to know yeah. his every yeah, thought. So yeah. the minute he was like, "Oh, oh, oh." I, I pause the TV. What, what, what? Tell me. I'll explain it. Tell me, tell me, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but he did. He he did read it. Um, He he knows all the storylines, every heartache that I felt with my characters. And then I went to him and I was in tears, literally in tears. And I told him I have writer's block. I'll never write again in my entire life. This is never going to happen. I'm never going to complete. I literally was having a breakdown. And he just sat there and watched me. He's like, are you done? 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah. He goes, okay. He goes, you'll write. And I did. Like the next day I started writing again. So it's like, you know, like I said, he really brings me down. He yeah. brings me down to reality. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she does. He lets I you have your moment. Oh, my God. Yeah. And she's like, you've done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like I went yeah. up to Cuss, 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 my oh, computer, yeah. cuss, 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 my computer, my cuss, cuss, cuss. Okay, I'm done. Bye. Click. Okay, fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, so I'll message her back going, are you okay now? You know? Yeah. You have yeah. to have right, that. Yeah. You have to have someone in your life. And it's cool that you have Mitch. Because yeah. they have to allow you to go, to Bob, he tries to fix something, you know? It's like, no, I just don't want to vent. I didn't want you to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I tell him I'm not yelling at you. I am not yeah. yelling at you. I am just being loud because this gets out my energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to release That's that. What, no? Okay, I'm gonna talk to my husband about that because he's see my husband's like that. If I try and tell him something that's going wrong, he'll want to fix it. I yeah. cut myself one time. I sliced myself real good with a knife, and he but he gets he wants to fix it. He can't fix it, so it frustrates him. So he gets angry and he gets loud. But he's not really angry. He's just. Okay, look, this <laughs> is like, shut up. I'm bleeding, pissing blood all over the place. Shut up. Right. Actually, right. it was my daughter who said that to him. Coming from a carpenter. Don't bleed on the wood. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's never a job until someone's bleeding. <laughs> don't bleed on the wood because you're wrecked. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that out. It'll make a mark in the stain. So don't bleed on the wood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll remember that. My husband, my husband, <laughs> he's helping my neighbor, who is gay. She wanted to learn how to use chainsaw. So she's going over there in the woods, you know, and I'm like watching them. And she's kneeling down and she's doing the tree, uh, you know, at the base. And Mark was standing. This is my, my late husband. Mark was standing behind her. And she goes, is this right? And she turns around with the chainsaw. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And he comes running over bleeding and I stopped him at the door. I'm like, right. stay outside. <laughs> <laughs> I just had my kitchen done. <laughs> we just got done doing the kitchen. Don't bleed in the kitchen. I'll yeah. We'll Don't go. do it. Don't do it. Oh he God. has his, he has his moments though, because I've always, you know, I, I come from, the do-it-yourself family, you know, where, you know, yeah. something broke, you fixed it and you learn how to fix it and so on and so on. And I learned how to work on cars and so on. And I remember the first time that he got a flat, he was unglued and was just panicking. I'm like, well, let's look for the spare. I'll change. He's like, oh, my God, you can change a tire. Yeah, he can change a tire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what he keeps doing. I get a flat tire. I'm either dressed up. I was dressed up one time. Both times I had flat tires and I was by myself. Well, once I had a broken leg, so I couldn't go out and fix my tire. So I actually drove it. So when I first got my Kia and I actually drove it into before New York City, the um, um, Lombardi little place that you got to go up. And right, take. right round circle thing before you can get to the place itself and then find where you can go to get a tire. I had to actually stay in my car because of my broken leg. Oh, oh no. Like, oh, God. <laughs> then the second time it was like I, I was dressed up to go to a wedding. So I had on a dress and heels and everything else. And I was just going to the town that I grew up in. And we were going, the wedding was actually at a restaurant that I actually designed. 
you know, I did all the work in. So I was going there and I got a flat tire coming off the off ramp. Well, as soon as I pulled over, it was like someone pulled over right behind me. Boom, boom, boom. Tires done. Poof, back in the car and gone. Thank God, because it was winter and it was cold and it was snowy and yucky. And uh, I was like, wow, this is, you know, that, that was like, thank you, God. Right, exactly. Because, <laughs> you know, I can't really in high heels and a dress and nylon. Oh, my God. I can imagine what I would look like. That. <laughs> and since you like design, Gina, since you're like all turned on by design and interior decorating and all that, that's who you need to get with is Mitch. Mitch is the designer here. So ah, ah, yeah. well, we'll talk. We'll talk. Well, when you yeah. get your big toe, you come move out this way. There you go. There, there you are, go. Some, oh my God. There are some beautiful Victorians around here. I could imagine. I could imagine. And, yeah, but I'm um, sorry. He's living in Las Vegas, Nevada, where there is no yeah. snow. No, there, there is, is no snow. Yeah. We, yeah, but um, not with you. Not no, with you. Not in your backyard. Yeah. Really? I can send you pictures of my whole street, oh, no, everything. Yeah. It snowed Whoa. one year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One year. <laughs> When you're Tahoe <laughs> gets tons of snow, actually. Yeah. You know? okay. I wanna, See, and I, I was just telling my husband the other day, let's go move uh, to Vegas. No snow. I want to shuffle I, snow. I, I um I don't know what <laughs> part of Vegas you're in, but that, I mean it's like uh, it's so it's so flat. It's just so I mean I like it out there, but no, actually it's like a basin, actually. And I'm up towards I'm on the west side. Um I'm in Summerlin. And um, I like saying that because I've always wanted to live in Summerlin. So I like, I'm in Summerlin. <laughs> and um, that's like a ooh-la-la area. I love it. And um, so I'm up towards Mount Charleston and where Red Rock is at. Oh, beautiful. Oh, okay. So you can see the mountains from our street. Um, yeah. That's and, what I feel like. It's like everywhere you look, you look around and, and it's just you're, you're encompassed by, by mountains all the way around. It's just it's a it's a strange feeling. I I really but I really want to leave though. I really New England, you know, mountains and we don't want to be here forever. So we're always talking about where we're you know where we should retire to. Um, we we've thought Colorado. I would like to go back to Palm snow. Springs. Wow, well that's a good that's night and day right there, Colorado and Palm Springs. That's definitely night and day. I mean, exactly. Alaska and Florida, right? <laughs> right. I mean that's really different. But eh, I mean each each has its ups and downs. <laughs> we'll probably still be here retired. We'll probably still be here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, maybe buy a vacation house somewhere um, would be great. So that we have some place to go, yeah. and um, it's just that the heat. Different places, yeah. There's a lot of heat here, you know, um, that I've noticed. Cause, I mean, again, I'm from Massachusetts, where it's colder. She's, you know, Canada, where it's really, you know, Quebec. I'm like from the Antarctic. Yeah, very cold up there. So I mean, I'm used to the, you know, colder. Pennsylvania is just, it's taken me, I've only been here a couple, what, two, three years now, and it's taken me a while to get used to this weather, you know, it's really different. But I would just like I a snow day. Once. I'll send you snow, I told you. Okay. Do that. Well, because then I get, I get like, you know, when it gets really cold and we're stuck in the house, I like to cook. So everything is always, you know, I, I'm all about the homemade and, and um, so I like to do the big fancy meals and so covid 
really did me in because, you know, <laughs> being stuck with COVID, I started eating because there was nothing to do. And I didn't realize I wasn't getting as much exercise as I've been before. And so I, I gained <laughs> like maybe 23 pounds. And my, the thing is my little dogs, they gained weight as yeah. well. I oh, So yeah. we're all back on diets. We're all trying to get back on the program and yeah. <laughs> we all need that which is, everyone just blames everything on the covid you know yeah but my backyard looks great so yeah <laughs> <laughs> my front yard looked great last week with all the halloween stuff now it's like i saw that that was so nice i like that that was really really cute oh i loved i loved the projector that that was that was, that was just we want to expand. I mean, I'd like to have it walk all the way around the house. Because actually, the back of my house is the front of my house. You see it from way down the main ave. Oh, wow. Okay. Of it with the big round windows and everything. I'll send you pictures of the house. It's really cool. And uh, But the back of the house is on the street. You know? So, like, a lot of people don't realize. Oh, okay. Okay. And the porch and the, um, yeah. the patios that are on either side. and. How nice. Stone urn and all this, but it could be so creepy for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine who, who does um, movies, who does docudramas, you know, it's Christopher St. Booth and his brother. He He's like, I wanted to film in that house. <laughs> like, you can do a movie here, you know? Absolutely. Definitely. Why not? Yeah. Why not? I would like to go on a ghost hunt still. Oh. I want to go with a research team. I want to. Definitely, I, I'm putting it out there because I know that there's researchers here in Las Vegas. I would love to be part of that team just to get the experience. I mean, even if it's for once, even if I cried like a baby. Uh, Michelle LeBaron's out your way. I probably will. You can get in touch with her. And um, she's in, uh, she's up by Tahoe somewhere. But, you know, it'd be, what, a few hours? Exactly. Exactly. I, I think it would be fun. The only thing that would paranoy me is I and, and I they don't show it on TV, but I know that it happens. They'll do the cleansing after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that would make me feel a lot better to mm-hmm. know that whatever you're picking up, you're yeah. leaving there, you're not bringing it home. That's yeah. all too in your mind too, intent. You know, when you go in with a strong intent that and tell them, you know, as of being as a living being you are the one with the power and as long as you know that with every fiber of your being and your intent is strong and you say to them you know this is your home i'm going to my home exactly oh exactly to stay here and we do all that and we'll we'll sage people because we take people on ghost hunts you know but we'll sage people whatever makes them feel um (laughs) You know, um, there's different techniques. And, you know, my old co-host used to burn orange peel. He would say, you know, sage is like this level and an orange peel. If you burn that, it's up here. It's really? Like cleansing. It cleanses like nine different levels of of things and, and elements that can be coming to, at you, you know. So it yeah. cleanses a lot better. An orange peel. So just next time you eat an orange, try just take the peel Take the white off, just the orange part, you know, and, and burn that. Out. Yeah, draw, let it you dry. know, I never heard about that. You know, well, um, things I could teach you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always, I always say that I'm the blind leading my blind, leading the blind, and no matter what I do, because you know, you you have to learn all this stuff. But that's what started the the haunting four years ago. 
um, was a person that I knew um, uh, practiced witchery. I didn't know that she practiced the black art. And she was, um, when I started to get sick before my surgery, she gave me a bracelet. And on the bracelet, it had these little Asian coins on there. And she said, wear that. She goes, because that'll protect you. So I'm like, oh, okay. And so my doctor, my actual medical doctor um, is Asian. And when I was there, you know, seeing her, she grabbed my arm and she was looking at my bracelet. She goes, who gave you this? And I told her, I said, well, a friend gave me that for protection. I says, is that what it's for? And then she said, um, generally, she goes, you take these and you hang them on the end of your bed. And that protects you. She goes, but there's something different about the markings on the coins. Hmm. So there was some other friends that were there at my house and we started to investigate. Come to find out everything was backwards. <gasps> hmm. okay. So it was doing more harm than it was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I hope you cut that person out of your life. Oh, oh, I did. Oh, I, I did, but I did it in a nice way so that, you know. Everything that comes at you, anything that negative and you feel it and you get that oppressive feeling, you know, like you were even yeah. talking about when you go into a place and you feel that, you know, low vibration. If you send it away, right, always in the most positive of ways, I send you back to where you come from. Because positive attracts positive and negative mm -hmm. attracts negative. So if you start yelling at it to get out of here and get away and rah, 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 and, you know, really bad and you have that bad intent and bad um, feeling, you're feeding it, you yeah. know, and you can attract more negative. But you always say, you know, always have that in, in the most positive and loving of ways. I send you back to where you came from. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And I remember telling Mitch, I'm like, it's, it was her, it's her that's doing this. It's her that's doing this to our house. And so what I did is I went and hid, I got all my rosaries from my mirror and I went and placed them all in the entry of my house. She would not come in for some odd reason. She got sick and she had to leave. Good. There you go. And right. was never invited back again, ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know, you know what I mean? And people can send things to you from afar. You know what I mean? That's why it's good to protect your house. You know, you can protect yeah. the perimeter. If you have the proper coins, you can put them in each of the four corners of your house. Say a blessing as you walk around. Yeah. Like the shamanic route on doing things like that. Yeah. Um, you block your property. So anyone, you know, especially when you start becoming um, more well-known, mm -hmm. you know, because there's the people that will be right there saying, oh, I want to help you, and I will help you get to here. And then as soon as you get to here, those are those same people are going to want to tear you down for whatever yeah. reason. I don't yeah. understand human nature. I seriously, yeah. you know, but it, it will help protect you from all that stuff and negative energy coming your way or jealousy. Jealousy is like the worst of the human human emotions that there is. It really is. It really is. And then like I'm always telling my mom and my sister, well, you need rosemary planted by the front of your door, which is which is good because that keeps the the bad the bad lean out as well, and in your your back door as well. Make sure you have rosemary by there. I don't know what it does, but 
Um, oh, peppermint and rosemary and all those things. They, they're they're yeah. great things. And, and sage. Yeah. You grow sage around your house. Even even not burning sage, growing sage will help. Yeah. You know, the, it just, it's just cleansers and they're purifiers, you know. So they, they, they clump the particles in the air and they take the energy down. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it was funny because after we had our house blessed, you could just feel the air and the whole atmosphere in the house so much lighter. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't this heaviness. It wasn't this unease, you know, where you can go into some house and you're feeling so uneasy immediately. It was a nice relaxing, like, oh, you know, we had it beautifully decorated and, but yet it felt so uneasy in the house. Mm -hmm. After we had it blessed, mm -hmm. it was that comfortable, homey, welcoming yep. feeling. Yeah, I you told know, the story. Okay. A friend of mine, Chris, I used to go to his house. I couldn't stay at his house. He had a girl that died there, and she was really high strung in life. And she was really high strung in that house. I could not stay in there. I was just like, ugh, you know, just a high pitch. Like if someone turned a squelch up on a box or, or the stereo yeah. system was on, but no, nothing was coming through. <laughs> right, right. Ugh. And I told her, <laughs> and I found out all about her. I did an investigation. She, she really just wanted to know where her stuff went and made sure she wanted her stuff to go like her. She had these gigantic speakers and she wanted them to go to certain people and they did yeah. get there and a 3D printer. There was a 3D printer involved. Like all these things. It was like, yeah, your stuff got to the right places. And then, <laughs> but then it was still like Wee! in the house. And then I went in there and I said, and I went to her room. That was her room. And there was like, okay. and, um, and I said, okay, I thought because of the energy, I didn't need help. That I was going to take some friends of mine over and we're going to help her to leave, you know? And, and I just explained the whole process of how we're going to do it. While I was explaining to her, she left. It was like someone took that volume button on the stereo and turned it all the way down and it just went boom. And the whole house just went boom. And, and you feel it. Down. Yeah. Chris was down to the kitchen sitting at the table. He felt it. He said, What the hell just happened? You know? And he, and he, yeah. Did, and he lived there and he was that was his every day so he didn't realize it yeah after that happened and it was like a normal level then he was like wow this is <laughs> it's like i can hear 90 seconds. yeah oh my god it's 90 seconds mm -hmm. well, I hope we can continue this conversation we we'll have to um I'll have to like end radio show. Do you mind do you want to stay with us for longer or sure i i don't mind Oh, all right. I love talking to you. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I don't think it was like uh, um, two hours. But let me let me just get ready to end the radio show. Sixty seconds. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Right, right. Well, tell her to stop yelling at me. <laughs> all right. I am going to end the radio show blog talk but anybody that's here that's watching stay with us okay this is just for the radio show all right thank you again for joining us for another episode of the fox den we would love it if you would go over to our youtube channel which is the fox den hosted by gina bankston please like and subscribe our channel and join us in the chat room there 
while we stream live every Thursday evening from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll see you next week. Good night. Correction alert, correction alert. It is the Fox Den with Gina B and Mama D. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. And it's English. And with an English accent. Don't you love it? Goodbye. I love it. Goodbye. I like talking to my Siri. I have an Alexa and I have my Siri. And I love to Siri's like, I'm like, Siri, set my 7.30 a.m. alarm. He's like, your 7.30 a.m. alarm is set. And I'm like, <laughs> I love you, Siri. I don't understand. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, I don't have Siri anymore. I have stupid Google. <laughs> is Google, does Google have a voice? You have a voice? Yeah. Google? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to say, you have to say, hey, Google. And you have to say it about 12 I'm times. So glad. I'm so glad that I got headphones on and it's not loud because my phone and my, my Echo Dot would be like, what? Right. <laughs> no, so here's the funny part. So when I did, I chose to do my writing in all wee hours of the morning because Mitch was asleep, the boys were asleep, so no one was bothering me. So I would turn the volume down really low to the TV, just enough to have a little noise in the background, and then I'd be writing, and all of a sudden I'd hear Alexa go, "I'm sorry, I can't do that." Yeah. And I'd stop and I'm like, oh, Do my it. God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. She did that on several occasions. And, um, we're... Well, Bob don't, Bob don't want it because he thinks Big Brother's watching. You know, but I won't have it. You know. Well, that's like my mom. I, get, I, I set her up a Facebook. Music. Yeah. <laughs> My mom's Facebook. She's like, no, I don't want Facebook. Everybody in the world will be able to see me. I'm like, mom, only if you choose for yes. them to see you. <laughs> I know. It's my mom, too. She's so funny. She's just trying to take a disc and put it in the space in between the tower. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> That's how you put it. Like so that. now are we on? Are we still on air? Are we? Yes. Oh, yes. We, we are still on air. Oh, I apologize for that. Um <laughs> I did oh, want it to. I did want to say something. You didn't do a strip show like you promised, but it's okay. <laughs> it's coming. I made sure I had 14 pairs of clothes on, so this way it's going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, just as many bad things with you know with the paranormal that's happened in my life, I've had just as many angelic things happen as well. Yeah. Um, well, one happened the other day, actually, about a weekend, about two weeks ago. Um, years ago when I was married to my ex-wife, um, we, we lost a baby, oh. a little boy, Matthew Gilbert. Sorry. And, um, well, he's in, you know, he's in a better place and, you know, every now and again, he would have been our third child. So we'd have been the youngest and, you know, they never leave your mind. They never leave your heart. Um, you know, so every now and again, I was like, oh, he'd be this age and I wonder what he would be doing and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, I was for some odd reason this particular day, I was so depressed. Um, I can't even remember what was depressing me. And I was sitting down on my patio in the backyard. So it's like 116 degrees outside, Ugh. no breeze. 
no breeze at all. And I'm sitting there and I was smoking my cigarette and I, I was so distraught. I don't know what it was that was making me so distraught. This all of a sudden, my backyard was filled with a cool breeze. And I could smell him. You know, you, if you have children, you know your child's scent. And I remember when we were saying goodbye to him, and I remember smelling his little neck, and, you know, you get that. It was him, and I felt him place. All I could say was I, I was stunned because his scent was so strong. And I could feel his hands on my shoulders. Wow. And I kept saying, Matthew, is this you? Matthew, is this you? And the tears were just running down my, and I went, oh, baby, oh, baby. That's all I could say. And then I felt him lay his head on my shoulder. Huh. And I was frozen for probably what was almost a good minute. As soon as that came, it went. So when Mitch came out, I was bawling like a baby. And I think what it was, he was trying to make me feel better. Yep. And letting me know that he was here. And in, in my mind, from what I could see, he was grown up. I could see yeah. his dark hair. I could see the color of his skin. I felt him lay his head on my shoulder. And then like a couple of days later, I'm trying to tell my mom and I'm like bawling like a baby. She's crying. She's like, what? What do you got to tell me? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to tell you, you know, and it, it was it was a miracle for me. It took me yeah. out of whatever I was feeling. And just to know that he was there, that they're still there, you know. Oh my yeah. God, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing about you know, again, when people watch TV about paranormal, it's like all the things on TV nowadays are all bad things, the demonic things, and it's got to be negative things, and it's not. I wish they would put a whole show out there on good things, you know, <laughs> because they help you more than they hurt you. You know? Yeah, there used to be a show, if you remember, mm -hmm. um, years ago. It was with, um, what's his name? John Thomas, the one that played John Boy on Walton's. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He had a show where he did the premises of that show was to show miracles like that, who they, yeah. they interviewed and they talked to people with happenings of just like what happened to me. Yep. And um, it didn't last very long, but it was a good show. It was a really, really good show. You could probably pull it up on Google, on YouTube or something, yep. and um, look at the reruns. They've, they've helped me. You know, I'm in, there's a couple of books back here that I'm in um, with good stories about spirits. One, Signs of Spirits by Joni Mahan. And, mm -hmm. you know, my late husband helped me find my wedding band, you know, because I, I wore his wedding band on my thumb. And it got on uh tape that i was cleaning up after a job i got done doing i was tying right up, came back and i was putting everything away and i had tape i painted i mean we did everything we did a whole basement rental you know and um and it's like i i was pulling tape off and i never do tape i never do tape and i hate tape you know because i'm a good painter but there's just there was just some angles in there that you couldn't get a paintbrush in unless you had tape 
you know. So I only use it you absolutely have to. <laughs> right. That's on everything, you know. So I'm pulling it off my tops and everything, but that's what happened. The ring got stuck on it, and I had crashed my um, my garbage can with my van. So I was using a bin on the ground, and I threw it in there. And you know, I, I got all upset because I was like, "Oh my god, I lost a ring!" And I called my brother, you know, you know telling him i'm crying he says why don't you just go down take your recorder and ask mark if he knows where it is you know so i went down there crying and i'm asking mark you know for an evp where's your wedding band and he said it's in the bin really clear loud like wow you know wow like i go back because i put it upstairs i went upstairs i put it on the computer i listened i saw that and i went running downstairs i'm like yeah 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 in the bin but i mean everything in that room was a bin and i had just gotten done a job so i was putting things in bins everywhere you know and i'm going oh my god what bin you know and i start looking and i just glanced over at the bin on the ground that i'm using for a trash can and all that tape was right in the top i mean it was like gleaming right there and I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And then I took the thing <laughs> off, you know, and I locked it up. And it's been there ever since. It's locked up. I never wore it again after that. Yeah. You know? So you don't lose it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. You know, you got it. You it is. I guess, again, I said, there's, you know, a lot of good stuff has has happened. You know, my grandmother, again, she has visited me on several occasions when I needed her. And because um, she was always one to give me advice and. You know, I guess she's still continuing the same thing. So, you know, for me, it's it's not a scary thing for me. You know, I welcome it, and um, I, I actually love it. And on on occasions, my birth father, you know, one time. So, you know, when you come from an Italian Latino family, you always you know you always do a lot of arguing, a lot of fighting. And then one time, me and my sister were not speaking, and my my birth father. He was sitting on the chair next to my bed. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Your sister needs you. <laughs> He's like, you need to go now. You need to call her. And and sure enough, and, um, there was something traumatic happening where she didn't need me. And so, you know, you just bury the hatchet and life goes on. And right. uh, you got to pay attention to all those things that you get and all those intuitive thoughts and all those things because those are direct lines. And we would have eventually spoke anyways because, you know, my oldest sister, she's kind of like my second mom. I just adore her. And, you know, so we would have eventually spoken. Yeah. It just would have taken a little longer than usual. But yeah, you just got yeah. nudged. You know, that's exactly the other, that's the other book is Spirit Nudges. And that's the thing is, is you get yeah. nudged in the right direction. And uh, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so there's some great stories, you know? It, oh, oh yeah, totally. And, and, you know, you get, you have, if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other because it, it, it one doesn't coincide without the other. So, exactly. you know, without evil. Yeah. Where the uh, I always say darkness and light. Yeah. Um. I do a I do a strong balance of that in the book. You have you know you have the. Yeah, but why with Maggie? So. <laughs> so with Maggie, so, and she's not going to be the first character that's loved. You know that you're like, oh, why 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 does she meet her demise? Um. So, are you guys fans of The Walking Dead? Oh my God! Yes. Okay. So if the new one, eh. 
Yeah, you know, they kind of lost me when they started doing all the war stuff. But if you remember in the beginning of the series, they were shocking the fans because you would have a beloved character who would meet their demise. Herschel. Herschel. Um, How about going back to the first season, the guy that drove the big Winnebago trailer? Oh, yeah. And he gets, yeah, he gets it in the, you know, in the field. So I thought, okay, it's kind of like a, ooh, ah, moment. You know, you're like, oh, but why? You know, but. Yeah. And that's what it is. There's life and death, you know. She's like a bad soap opera, though, you know, where the characters never die. They could be shot, blown up, and whatever. <laughs> and then they find a reason how they returned, you know. <laughs> <laughs> evil twin right exactly my niece made me watch hers so now i watch the two that are still on there but yeah i oh my god brain chips and this and that and they just they're still trying to bring back stefano Oh, you watch Days of Our... Yeah. This is why we connect. Oh, my oh. God. You and I... Wait, all of a sudden, I lost the picture of Mama D. She doesn't exist anymore because we have just buddied up now, Gina, because you are... <laughs> Bye, Mama. Come back. I have you. been... I grew up watching Days of Our Lives. I'm going to have supper now. Goodbye. <laughs> I grew up watching Days of Our Lives, but I quit watching it for a while because they, their, their storylines are getting crazy. Uh, they, yeah, they do. They go up and down, up and down. You know. So now Rolf wants to inject Kayla, and I want to say elderly Kayla, um, with an embryo of Stefano. Yeah, cloning, cloning, but doing it with the baby. Why wouldn't he pick just someone off the street? Why does he pick the the leader of the hospital right right like gonna be missed right i mean hello <laughs> you know just get someone off the street a homeless person for crying out loud and you could have gotten away with it so you know, here, don't hide. here's my <laughs> here's my five cent thought on days of our lives so <laughs> i think what they should do because the writers that are currently there and although they're good writers that they are good writers they're however good they're they're dragging in the horse that's been being kicked for 25 years. Same, you know, when they bring in a villain, it's the same villain that you saw 25 years ago. And let's get somebody new. Why don't they give Stefano a sister mm. and bring, um, you know, bring somebody who's evil and dastardly, but she could be Stefano's sister. Right. Well, I thought Jordan was going to be a great, um, evil person, you know, that they kept, they could keep coming back, but you know, then she bit it, you know, I'm like, well, well, yeah, because then they had somebody kill her. So yeah. if you remember, like, how long have you been watching days? The, well, when did they take off, um, all my children and the other one. That's as long as I've been watching. Oh, so, oh, Mama but, D, but, you can come back because Gina's a newbie. Uh, no, not she didn't. <laughs> my niece has been watching Days of Our Life her whole life. And what she did is she printed me out a novel of everybody's bloodlines, who's related to who and who was married to who. And she really did. It, pictures and everything. Family trees. Wow. She really wanted me to watch this, you know. So I had to read all that and know all the characters. And we used to talk about it because she used to work for me. We would talk about it every single day. 
And then she would tell me, you know, and I'd say, well, who's Philip? Who, where did he come from? You know, right, right. And, you know, I'm like, he wasn't in this thing. And she's like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's the, the son. And he's been, he comes and goes and, you know, and she would tell me everything about, it, you know. So um, I pretty much know everything from way back. And they better watch it because I think between Marlena and Kate, they have made the population of Salem because they keep giving them new kids. And I think that, that Kate is like the hottest grandmother that you will ever see right. and great-grandmother and great-great-grandmother. Oh, my God, I want her clothes. She's a tiny woman, a tiny framed woman. Yeah, but I still love her style. Yeah. But um, Jordan, um, her character, see, so if you think back two years ago when they would have all these storylines and they would stretch like the kidnappings and Stefano's storyline for like months. Now it's like they have a serial killer. Everybody gets killed on Monday. The serial killer's in jail on Tuesday, and you never see him again on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Ben is the necktie killer. That got dragged out for a little while, you know. But no. eh, what are you going to do with that one? And yeah. um, now I don't know what he, he's going to kind of go back and forth. I don't think Sierra is dead. So I think, you know, Ben's going to snap, and that's when Sierra will come back. Cause yeah. That's, you know, typical soap opera. So, exactly. No one can be happy. Exactly. But the thing with Trip in the in the DNA test in the baby, where it said, "You are the father." No, <laughs> like, Kayla. Kayla messed with the with the DNA. You think so? Well, I I do I cheat because I haven't been watching the the show. Um, I'll zip through everybody who I don't want to watch. Um, which is Crybaby Eric. Oh, my God. Um, And so, uh, and I look at all the spoilers. So Kayla doctored the DNA. Why would she do that? That's her husband's son. I mean, God. Under the influence of Rolf. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So now that makes sense. All right. Okay. (laughs) Right. I'm like, why would she do that? I don't get it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm sorry that uh, we're not leaving you out on purpose, Mama D. We're not. Okay. We're not. Totally. Oh. You 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 need to go. You need to, to go. Yeah, it's time it. for me to go. Oh. Well, actually, it, it is time for I was gonna excuse myself too. Yeah. Um, because it is getting late here and um yeah, we're gonna totally off the subject. But I really want to say thank you so much for being on here with us and uh it, you know, shiny balls and all. Um <laughs> you didn't see mine flat by the window. You guys were so interested, it was a furry one. <laughs> I, saw I saw that. <laughs> I, was, I was actually trying to poke down here. I wanted to find this because I was going to put my little box. Hey, you know, oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for having me. It was a wonderful, I had a wonderful time. You know, I can sit down with you ladies. We need a big pot of coffee and um, I'll bake something and then we will oh, just yes. have our good se- <laughs> have yeah. ourselves a good time. But thank you so much for having me. I'm yours anytime you guys want me. So oh awesome. Yes. Yeah. We would definitely love to have you come back on again. And then I'm gonna read the other book. I'm starting it tomorrow morning. So I'm perfect too. And uh, I'm excited. I'm oh good, good, good. Yeah, I think everybody get the crone. Okay, Amazon, the book is in the corner there. Um, 
under Mama D, right? The the Crone is book one by J.M. Smith. You can get it on Amazon.com. Please do it. Please go look them all up. Look at all his. Ah, uh, we go. So the book is on Amazon. Okay. Instagram author J.M. Smith six five nine eight. J.M. Smith author J.M. Smith on Facebook. Look them up. You're gonna love the book. Yeah. You like. Please, or they could Google me. You could Google me on, I'm like on 18 other websites as well. Um, Yeah, so they can Google The Crone on author James Smith. Yeah, yeah, we love the Google. We love the Google. (laughs) (laughs) Google. The great great wizard of Google. Google. But thank you so much, honest to God. This You're was, welcome. I love the book, and I'm sure everybody else will too. I uh, see it in film, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Perfect. Well, thank you. I love it. Yeah. Love and adore you both, and you guys have um, you guys have a wonderful rest of your evening. You too. All right. <laughs> Bye.